Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Lots of fun stuff awaits us today, so without further ado, let us jump into Discord. Oh, I like I like Dale. Ah, I don't want him glad, to go away. It's glad <laughs> to know that you like me and don't want me to go away. Hooray! <laughs> Get the Hello, weirdest non-context <laughs> so we get the weirdest non-context stuff when you come back here. <laughs> How are we all today? Uh, brain dead, but good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are continuing our water deep dragon heist today, and uh, first, before we before we go anywhere, we have to. Do the downtime from last session as we didn't have time to complete it last week. So first oh. of all, we will be doing the income check for Troll Skull Manor first and foremost. And um, I'm assuming that uh, none of you are going to do your your action are going to spend your downtime actions to support Troll Skull Manor, you have your own things that you wish to do. Yeah, not this time, unfortunately. However, this time, unfortunately. Uh, Mickey McGrood will still be uh, performing, so... And we have bonuses from the kids. Yes, you do. So I'm going yeah. to roll for Mickey McGrood to see if he works with his performance. Play well, Mushroom Man. And I've done it in the wrong chat, because of course I have. Okay. <laughs> Hooray! Uh, unfortunately, he failed his performance check, so, you know, he forgot to tune his loot this week. And unfortunately... Man. The, the You know, most of the live bands are booked out at this point in the summer, because there's a lot of indoor entertaining going on, and so he's basically scraping the bottom of the barrel with the entertainment he's able to book. And it doesn't really uh, draw a crowd. No one's willing to brave the summer heat to come and see who you've got booked at Troll Skull Manor. Um, I don't really blame them, to be honest. Yeah, it was just <laughs> bad Uh So uh. Lucian will be doing a intimidation check to run through security. And he actually passes, so... Oh, damn. He's basically uh, camped himself out in his private booth all through the summer period, just glowering at anyone who comes in. Hey, you kids, don't you... Do, don't make me come over <laughs> there. Don't make me come over there. I want if to I sit have in to my, leave my booth. booth. If I have to leave my booth, <laughs> if I have to move <laughs> that red rope out of the way, you're going to regret ever being born, young man. You know, after after he found oh all Bobbitt's books in there, he's taking this much more seriously than usual. So that is a plus five to the income check. Plus, you'll get an additional right. plus five this week for solving the fireball incident and having the Grellhunt children, and of course having your new Mastiff mascot in residence. So, who would like to roll the D100 and add ten to it? Uh, can oh, I just yeah. week? Yeah, go oh, ahead, no. Remy. Uh, I believe, I believe, I believe go Remy. Remy. Go Remy. Are these ones well, we do in the chat, or can I use my own dice? You can use your own dice. That is we an 87. You. 
87. Holy shit. So wow. Is that is that without adding the 10 or is that Oh, oh shit. No, that's a uh, 97. Sorry. 97. I to add. Well, wow. business. People are thirsty. People are thirsty. <laughs> business has been booming during this period mm -hmm. despite Mickey McGrude's setback. So I guess uh, the local fame from solving the fireball incident and bringing the Grell Hunts to justice has made you extremely popular the last few uh, weeks. So each player earns a profit of 3d10 times 5, which I will roll for now. I would just like to say that I used my Call of Cthulhu dice that got me killed. Because <laughs> they were rolling high. So I was like, you yeah, guys can sit over there no, until I need no. a high. <laughs> so you have each gained 90 GP from the income check. 90, did you say? Yep. Yay! 90. Yes. 90, awesome. Very well. And with the income check out of the way, let us get to the downtime. First, we will go with Bowl. First day... Would like to go and sell his leather armor and his gold bar that he ah, yes, obtained. Ah, yes, gold bar. That's right. Yes. Um, so I would like you to please roll, uh, first of all, an investigation check. Please, my best. Okay, investigation. Oh, shit. Well, there goes my lucky roll. That's, uh, investigation is intelligence. That is a five. A five. Hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, could I help him? I was going to say, could yeah, I help him if help I go him. with you him? You can do this... it with advantage. Oh. You're going to do shopping as well, so. Yep. Love it helps. Much better. That is a 21. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Robert. You're welcome. <laughs> So you head over to um, you head over to Troll Skull Alley, and using your local fame, your fleeting local fame, you try to investigate some of the local uh, shopkeepers and uh, temporary stalls. Try to find a good seller. Would like you to now do a charisma check, please. Hey, charisma! Come on, lucky roll. That was eighteen plus. Ooh. Zero, so 18. Lovely. So that was the best charisma roll I've ever done. So first of <laughs> all, uh, you find just on the edge of Troll Skull Manor a small wooden stall with a red and white striped overhang. And there's a... The, the wooden table in front of it is just piled with uh, leather work. You know, leather jackets, pants, and the like. And um, you don't often see this seller. You know, it's a leather worker from elsewhere in Waterdeep, and there isn't any leather workers in Trollskull Alley. So when this person turns up, their goods tend to sell for a reasonably high price due to the demand. And so uh, the leather worker is prepared to pay you 15 GP for your leather armor. Yep. I'll take that without even trying to haggle, because yep. 15 for a second hand is pretty bloody good. Yep, it, it definitely is. Then, uh, you look around and 
as there aren't any other options, you head to the Bent Nail, the local blacksmith and metal worker, and you talk to the uh, brown-skinned uh, hell dwarf in there about the gold bar, and he looks over it, weighs it in his hand, and he says, Well, I could make some jolly fine gold-plated shields and armor with this. And he's prepared to offer you 250 GP for it. Bob accepts for that arguing. Yep, lovely. So, 265 GP, a good haul. Finally, you proceed to Lala, uh, Fala Lalafir's uh, botanist shop, the Edge of Trolls. And you collect the pots of awakening that you ordered from her. While you are visiting her, would you like to purchase anything else? Uh, yes. I would like to purchase... And they were 40 GP each, were they? Yes. Uh... Hold on, I need to do some math. Uh, what's... Seconds, I've got a calculator on my phone. Three, eight... Five divided by 40 equals 9. I would like to buy 8. I would like to put uh, place an order for 8 more Pots of Awakening. Very Please. well, you will receive those during the next downtime. Yep. And she asks uh... kindly... Uh, she asks kindly that you pay half of it up front. She oh. knows that you're good for it, as you've come and... You, you've... You, you were able to pay her for the ones you ordered last time, but she has been tricked by some less than savoury characters in the past, so she always makes sure to ask for half of the money up front. I actually changed that to only six. I overestimated how much that ah, would cost. lovely. So, well, that's fine. You can order six. You just yep. have to pay so for half of it now. Uh, I'll actually pay for all of it now. Oh, sure. She smiles and she very graciously she says, Well, that's a surprise, and aren't you an eager one, Bob? Yes, I have uh, many plans for these, and this is uh, the best deal I can get. As she puts the coins away in the cash register and rings it in, she breathes deep, inhale. You both inhale the earthy smell of her store, and then she says, I'm interested to know what exactly a member of the Enclave has in store for all these pots of awakening. It's gotten very exciting lately, and I would like to stop entering places unprepared. She smiles and she says, Ah, yes, definitely a wise idea. Hmm. Well, I may have some work for you if you're willing to uh, open channels between me and the Emerald Enclave in the near future. Oh, well, I would be very eager to uh, uh, facilitate this. She's, she smiles once again and she says, Well, in that case, perhaps any future pots you order may be received for free in return for some honest work. 
Bob's eyes light up and he agrees wholeheartedly and instantaneously. Lovely. So next downtime, you'll be able to do some work, um, essentially helping her source ingredients that the Emerald Enclave is able to easily acquire that would usually be sold for a very high price on the open market. And in return, she'll be giving you some free pots of awakening. And finally, I believe the last thing you wished to do for your downtime was to pay Melinar a visit at the Falconmere Estate and acquire some seeds for the special types of shrub that have been specifically bred cultivated for the purpose that you want them for, to grow in your pots of awakening. Yes. Uh, so, I have five pots, and I want to grow three of these special shrubs. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I would like to talk to Melano and order three of the more... Uh, exotic? More of the the exotic shrubs that blend in more than the rest. Lovely. Malinar raises his shears and he says, Come, Bob, help me maintain this topiary bush. We shall discuss the particulars. Would like you to make a nature check, please. You've been decent so far. Oh, bitch. Oh, that's an eight. That's an eight. You do dis- Would you like to spend an inspiration point? Yes, yes, thank you. Yes, no, please, do. please do. That's why we have them. It's an everything, so that I would see that, and I'm just yeah. glancing over them. Uh, Twelve. Twelve? Okay, let me see. Yeah. Uh, Melanar oh, and you... You help Melanar maintain... Uh, some of the estate's plants uh, to trim off some of the branches that have and leaves that have wilted in the summer heat. And you discuss the types of shrubs you plan to grow and what exactly you plan to use them for. And you come to an agreement. He will provide these seeds to you for 50 GP each. As they are hard, they do take quite some effort to cultivate. But when you raise the topic of the gas spores you acquired in the Grellhunt Villa, he expresses an interest in trading one seed for a single spore. Well, I have two here that I don't plan on using, and I was planning on donating these two to you, actually, Melanar. He smiles, he says, Ah, Bulb, always thinking of preserving these rare species. It's admirable. And in return, the Enclave shall provide you with the seeds you require. And so you. you may receive two seeds for free. Awesome, and I buy one more. One more, so you now have three. You immediately head back to Trollskull Manor, set up all your pots of awakening on the balcony that is attached to the upper floor that overhangs the street outside so that they're so that they're getting lots of sunlight but also in the shade from the overhanging roof so the summer heat doesn't kill them 
and you spend the rest of your downtime planting and carefully tending to these shrubs. Over the next Just one, yep. Oh, sorry. Uh, one last thing before I leave the Emerald Enclave: Do they have like initiate robes? Uh, would you like to buy some? Um, they don't really yeah, have. I... They don't really have their own robes. They're druids, and so they just wear, you know, quite basic, unpronounced grey and brown robes. Nothing that displays an insignia or anything like that. Rather, I just need to buy some basic robes. Sure. Um, you're already you're a member of the Enclave, and so they provide you with a set of basic grey robes for free. There is no insignia on them, but you reflect that this probably isn't necessary, as for some reason, other people are able to discern members of the Emerald Enclave seemingly just by sight. As if, almost as if there is some sort of blessing or aura that follows them around. And so you Yep, and so you spend the rest of the, your downtime planting and tending to these shrubs. And over the next 20 days, they begin to grow and grow and grow. And they are almost full size, but not quite yet. Next, we shall move to Narthal. Narthal, what did you want to do for your downtime? I'm sorry, what? 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 Um... Ah, uh, crap, what did I want to do? Um... Well, first of all... Um... In the days after, money. well, yes, you do. But in the days after your adventures in Grellhunt Manor, the courts of Waterdeep eventually catch up to the fact that you have adopted the two Grellhunt heirs, and they write you a letter full of legal jargon that, when uh, when translated over several days using the combined efforts of your city guard knowledge and Sir Lucian's uh, expertise in uh, pompous language, the letter claims that as you are the legal guardian of the children, you are also the legal guardian of their estate, at least until such a time when they become of age and become able to inherit it. As such, the Grellhund Manor is now technically yours, and the Lord's Alliance and the Open Lords of Waterdeep have granted you permission to reside in Grellhund Manor with the children if you wish to raise them in their own home. <coughs> this also technically gives you own gives you control of everything else they own, though using it for any purpose outside of simply watching over it for them would probably require petitioning the Lord's Alliance in a lengthy court process. Just the same, there's probably a few things you can do in Grelhund Manor that wouldn't require uh, much permission, it wouldn't require much effort in the way of getting permission, so what would you like to do? Well first I'd like to destroy that uh, demon summoning room. Ah yes. Oh. So you head upstairs. Oh. Also, a fond farewell to everyone at the Drunken Dwarf. Ah, yes. But don't worry, you promised to pay them a visit quite regularly. And the children love how your new Mastiff, what was his name? Sarge. 
Sarge has taken to everybody in the tavern and how he simply perks up when people come in every day and order food and drink and he seems to be loving the attention and so they decide to leave him at the tavern as you'd easily be able to acquire more dogs for the estate. And so you head up to the parents' master bedroom and into the demon summoning room and you immediately destroy the summoning circle and attempt to consecrate the room. I'd like you to make a religion check, please. Oh, Jesus. Oh, okay. Well, you are a paladin, so presumably you would be somewhat decent at it. You'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> um... I don't even have religion. And that's, that's okay. So well, that's a flat 13. 13? That'll be enough. Hey. You're a, you, you focus more on the Inquisition rather than service to a god, but just the same, your paladin training has given you enough knowledge to consecrate the room, and you turn it into a small shrine to Amam, the giant Allfather, your patron. After all, you are a prince of the Storm Giants, and you grew up and spent all of your life worshipping the Allfather, and you're filled with a sense of comfort as you see a shrine to him with the familiar iconography and it's right outside your bedroom and so when you are um every time you leave Grelhund manor after spending some time in the shrine you will gain advantage on the next skill check you do oh hot damn is there anything um, else you'd like to do in Grelhund manor I would like to seal up that book with, um... Ah, yes. The... Strong, strong defense and strong magical defense. So for this, you will have to spend 50... Actually, first I'd like you to just make a charisma check. Uh, what that, that's a... That's 15 with my charisma to do... That's 20. 20, that lovely. 20. Um, so you search around the city, now that you're established in the noble quarter, living in the Grelhund estate, you know there are several local artifices and arcanists that could help seal this book away for you, and you strike up a working relationship with them, and they are able to seal this book away and ensure that it no longer presents a danger and they can even dispel the curse on it so that it can be read without any risk of summoning any of its guardians for 40 GP. Nice, um, would that fall under the, um, category of spending the house money? Um, you haven't quite received permission to spend the house money yet, so this is coming out of your own pocket, but if you want next downtime, you could petition for permission to actually spend the house's coffers for the purposes of improving it. Okay, well that, that's fine. Uh, 40 GP did you say? Yep, 40 GP. Finally, I believe you mentioned something about wishing to rent out the stable to any interested parties. Yes, I did. Yeah, set up the stables as a source of income. Lovely! Um, so this is quite easy to do. You don't require any permission. 
The staple is already fit for purpose. Suffered minimal damage last time you were here, and it's ready to accept new occupants. So, uh, I'd like you to make another charisma check, please. Uh, that is a 21. Um, lovely. So, with uh, Sir Lucian's help, you draft a... Uh, you draft a an ad explaining that the stable is up for rent and uh, that anyone who'd like to rent it out may uh, come and inquire directly with you. And within the next 10 days, you actually get a surprising number of applicants. You eventually filter them all down until you find the most promising one, uh, a young halfling woman who wishes to stable a large Clydesdale horse in there. And when you ask her what she uses the horse for, she says this is, uh, he's, she's breeding him up, feeding him up to be, well, he used to be an old racehorse, and she inherited him. And, well, she figured he did well during his racing days, and now she just wants to give him a life of luxury. So she essentially just wants to pay you to... Give him free reign of the stable, go where he wants, and ensure he has a constant supply of food. She will be willing to provide uh, 20 GP per session for this. Mm, 25. 25? Make a charisma check with disadvantage, please. Make a, sorry, a persuade check with disadvantage, please. Uh, uh... I have to get up. What's my do I persuade? Perception. Persuasion, I do. Okay. Alright, yeah. 15 and a 19. Either way, that's over 20. She agrees to 25. Awesome. And also, um, I would like to restore the uh, the greenhouse that got destroyed from Bulb Juices ah. if he wants to use them. Ah, lovely. Well, the greenhouse. Actually, surprisingly didn't take a lot of damage when the gas spores exploded. There's just some residue from the gas all over the walls. And a couple of days of cleaning, and it's right to go. Now, will you be allowing Bulb to use it for free, or will you be asking for some rent? Oh no, Bulb can use it for free. Oh, lovely. So there you go, lovely. Bulb. Uh, the greenhouse at Grelhund Manor is yours, and you may set up there next downtime. I think I will. Thank you, Nuffle. No whackers. Finally, we move to Bobbit. Bobbit, how did you? What did you spend mm. your downtime doing? Um. Well, start with just the first day before we start getting into the meat of things. Yep. Um. Obviously, Bobbit has a few things she collected last time that she needs to sell off. Such as the <laughs> uh, the gold bar and the random about thirty pounds worth of um, random silverware and cutlery that uh, have oh. no idea where you got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's nope, exactly no idea. Right. That, actually, that's been a question I've been meaning to ask. Does like the plates and anything have like the house, like the Grohan? They don't like, have any markers. Okay, so they're just markers. very nice. There's yeah. no, oh good, so I can just go to a regular place and sell it instead of like finding a pen. Thank God, because that yeah, would have been awkward for a ten-year-old to explain. <laughs> cool, cool. So obviously I need someone to sell the uh, silverware and then the gold bar as well. I Lovely. would also like to inquire in a shield. Maybe not 
Well, we'll get actually we'll get to that part later. We'll get to that part later because uh, people probably want to know why. So we'll start with the selling stuff. All right. So I'd make like you to make an investigation check, please. Uh, investigation plus two. That's solid. Let's see what I get. Um. Well, actually, can I get advantage since I'm with? Oh yeah, you Bob, can. Yeah, that's I want... correct. That's correct. Go ahead. That could be a fourteen. A fourteen. Well, you'd know that you went to the pawnbroker last time, and the young lady who owns that store seemed to take a liking to you, and so your first instinct is to go back to her again. Make a charisma check, please, and make it with advantage, as she took a liking to you last time. As she time. knows me? Yes. Oh, hell yeah. It's a charisma... That's 16 plus... That's going to be a 20 knot nat. Ooh. So, you show her this veritable bounty of fine goods, and her eyes almost pop out of her head as she sees them. As a pawnbroker in Trollskull Alley, she does not often see riches like this, and she thinks that they will be a fine display piece in the front window of her shop. She is willing to offer you, for the gold bar and the cutlery, 500 gold all up. Holy, yep, done. Thank you for playing. I'll take that. <laughs> she pats Bulb on the brim of her hat as she, as she thanks you for thinking of her before anyone else and slowly counts out the coins. Is there anything else you're looking to sell? She'll move Those to buy. Two yep, okay. um, well, obviously, well, I was just saying that's as far as now. I can't really uh, go into anything else I want to get until after I reveal what Bob's done with the rest of her downtime. Yes. So we'll leave that for another and day. But as far as your... buying yep. things, yes, I've done that. But as quickly, just before we go, Bob would like to take a quick stop over at her. Uh, lovely dragonborn librarian friend to pick up um just a couple more of those inks just to uh ah, yes bolster in case it comes across any more uh scrolls and whatnot in her travels as soon as you enter the bookworm's treasure and the small bell chimes rachel the gold dragonborn looks up at you and his face twists to a beaming smile as you become his favorite new customer recently and yeah. it offers you a friendly discount and will provide you Ooh. with three inkwells for 70 GP. Or 75 GP. Really? Three for 75? Yes. Well, yeah, okay, let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> he smiles. No handle, no argument. Thank you. He smiles as he hands them over and he says, I have grown fond of seeing your pursuit of knowledge, young Bobbert, and so I figured that I could hand over these few for you, but on the cheap I do have quite a few spares, but please don't get used to it. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have many left. That's okay, Bobbert appreciates it. Thank you very much, Mr. Bookman. While you're here, would you like to purchase any scrolls? Which, or would that wait till next time? That might have to wait till next time, because I've kind of got the main ones that I want at the moment. Lovely. Finally, a shield. I'd like you to make an in... Uh, 
you could either just buy a shield for 10 GP, that's at standard price, or you could try and investigate check to see if someone is selling one slightly cheaper, but again, it's only 10 GP. Uh, would I get anything with a 14 for investigation? A 14? You find a seller of second-hand weapons and armors, and he's willing to offer you a, sh a slightly used shield with a couple of scuff marks and a couple of scuff marks and scratches on the front for five GP. Take that simply because she thinks it looks cool. Well, that so she doesn't really know how to use it yet. So basically, just <laughs> oh, gorgeous. And then. You spend pretty much the next 20 days... Uh, I, I was going to say, I'll, uh, if it's okay if I could run the uh, story behind this oh, one. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Basically, Bobbit, while she wasn't phased at first, upon only hearing that uh, a certain paladin has adopted two other children and is now going to live with them, feels slightly dejected. You know, the whole small child, I was here first sort of bit... So when it comes time to remember that we need to update the uh, the people at the was it the House of Inspiring Hands is the official the name for the Temple people of Gond. Bullet volunteers not only volunteers to go and uh, tell them of the uh, well, the give them an update on what they've been doing, but also at the same time takes them up on their previous offer to train Bobbit, as it were. So basically, for the next twenty or so days. Bobbit pretty much spends almost all of her time solely at the temple. So, like, Bobbit's just not seen around the bar or anything else to that effect. And as a such, as, well, you guys are never the audience would not know, Bobbit, instead of becoming a level 4 warlock, actually takes a level an artificing instead. Mm. Very so yes, with their, with their like, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, absolutely, yeah, seeing all that fun stuff, though, she does... In amongst her to like takes to it like a fifth of water, like you know, learning stuff much quicker than other people would probably learn, and does spend a little bit of time constantly staring at that uh, certain trinket that they were promised for yeah, when they find the the, uh, the nimble right. nimble right. And so yeah, and um, is... oh, yep, go ahead. No, no, I'll let you take over that. That was say... pretty much where I was at. Ah, yes, yeah, so I was just going to say. And so, for everyone else, Bobbit is mysteriously absent from uh, the Drunken Dwarf Tavern for the next 20 days. She comes back at night. To She comes back at night, of course, but you barely see her. As soon as she comes back, she basically heads straight down into the basement and goes to bed. And by the crack of dawn, she's already up and left. And you wonder what she's devoting so much of her time to. Until one day, when you're just hanging around the tavern, uh, cleaning up after a lazy summer lunch, scrubbing the tables, cleaning some plates and glasses, and you begin to hear from the street outside a strange sounds. The sound of whirring and clanking Years, followed by what sounds like metallic hooffalls on the cobblestone. And you look up, wondering what this sound could be. And as you start to think about going out to check, 
the door of the tavern opens, and in comes Bobbit, astride a clockwork mule. The mule is roughly life-size, the size of a normal mule, but is constructed entirely of clockwork artifice, cogs, levers, springs, sheets of iron and steel. Bobbit has built a saddle right into its back so she can sit astride it, and saddlebags made of metal with hinged lids have been attached to the side of its body. Additionally, as this, as you come closer to have a better look at the clockwork mule, you notice, uh, you notice that Bobbit has repurposed one of the metal tankards from the tavern as a sort of cup holder, an indentation inserted into the mule's neck. And when you look inside, you see a single large eye staring out towards you. It appears that this is Blinky's compartment. This is where Blinky sits while Bobbit is riding the this... mule. Oh, that's great. That is great. I was just, I'd like to say, um, Bobbit also has, uh, her appearance has changed slightly, well, her outfit's changed slightly. Like, obviously her hair's a little bit more frantic because she's been spending most of her time just constantly learning this stuff. But, um... Most noticeable out of anything would be her um, staff. Like, you guys would probably remember when she first had uh, Mr. Stick or her staff. It was a lot, like, basically made for an adult wizard, so basically towered over her. Like, upon noticing it, it's actually a little bit smaller, like, a little bit smaller now, so it's a bit more manageable for it. But more noticeably, apart from the usual, like, Eldritch stuff that's, like, you know, carved into it, there's also now some cogs sticking out of the top of it, and the uh, the actual tip of it is now metallic instead of just wood. <laughs> and- so, obviously, it's, uh, whatever she's been doing has been having quite an effect on... Uh, on her um, powers as well. And as Bobbit shows you the staff, she shows you a little crank sticking out the side of it. And she turns the crank, and the cogs turn, and eventually the staff resets to its normal size. And she says, Dada, I can retract! And then she turns the crank back the other way, shrinking it back down to a child's size. Yay! And so this... Bobbit proudly announces is the fruits of her training at the Temple of Gond. And what is your clockwork mule's name, Bobbit? Bobbit has proudly, he's actually got a little name plays on the side of it, but Bobbit has proudly named this, uh, should I have to actually get this up because I made sure to do this properly, has named her um, lovely clockwork mule, Duncan. That's spelled D-U-N-C-C-A-N. And it's actually an anagram if you actually look closely, because underneath it it has a small thing for its full name, which is Donkey United with Nifty Cogs Carries, in brackets, Acquired Knickknack. <laughs> oh my Love lord. It. Love it. <laughs> and so that's the downtime all done, so let's move on to today's adventure. It's been roughly 20 days since your adventure at Grauhund Villa. The summer heat wave seems to have subsided, but it is still a Waterdavian summer, and it is still a time best spent indoors. 
And so, it's begun as another lazy day in the Drunken Dwarf. You're laid back, so Lucian's in his booth. You're scrubbing the tables, but you're not doing it especially fast as you don't get a lot of customers on days like this. They're not willing to brave the bright sunlight. And Bulb, as you move into the kitchen to start organizing start organizing some of the ingredients, you notice a black cat standing on the windowsill outside, having just jumped up from the alleyway. Do you open the window to let it in? Quickly open the window to usher it in because I too have heard the complaints of the neighbours about Blinky. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, Bobbit, yeah, Bobbit hears the cat upstairs, you just hear muffling downstairs, no, you're not eating this one, we can't get in trouble again. <laughs> <laughs> you usher the cat in, and as soon as it enters the kitchen, it looks at you, jerks its head as if indicating for you to follow, and then makes a beeline out into the main tap room of the tavern. Bob follows him. Once it it's... reaches the tap room, it jumps up onto the bar where Bobbit and Ava sit, along with uh, Narthal, who is uh, poring over the blueprint of Grelhund Manor, as if thinking of additions he could make. And then the cat opens its mouth, and you hear Malinar's voice begin to speak. We wish for you to investigate a rumour that an aspiring thief has identified a great source of magical energy and is planning a heist. The exact nature of this item is unknown, but the thief, according to the Lord's Alliance, has been meeting with mercenaries at various pubs in the North Ward. Presumably, according to informants, our thief is looking to steal the power crystal of the Perithia Aldenburgh Memorial Zoo. As such, we are as such, we order you to investigate. Normally, we would not interfere with the goings-on of the zoo, as the Enclave finds the nature of a zoo quite abhorrent, but the Lord's Alliance wishes to bring this renowned thief to justice, and, given the nature of the location and its inhabitants, have brought the Enclave aboard so that we may send our own agents to intervene on the Lord Alliance's behalf. The cat tilts its head, opens its mouth, and then says, Do you have any questions? What's a zoo? The cat How do you talk? <laughs> the cat just sort of palms its front paw to its face and says, You'll see, Bulb. All you should all you should know for now is that a crystal of great magical power resides in within the zoo, and that a thief intends to steal this object. And the Lord's Alliance wishes for the Enclave to assist in the protection rec and recovery of this crystal, the protection and the, the protection 
and rescue of any inhabitants of the zoo who may come to harm and the apprehension of the thief himself. The cat looks over at Narthal and says, Narthal, as an agent of the Lord's Alliance, do you accept the authority of the Emerald's Enclave for this assignment? I do not accept. The cat, the cat nods in understanding. It looks over at Sir Lucian, who's in his booth. Sir Lucian stands up and says, well, Azu, I think I'll be sitting this one out. I've got better things to do than to find myself covered in manure and fur and oh, all those... Lucian's just lazy. He looks over and he I was going to say, Bobbitt has, has only ever seen you sitting in that booth. This is why Bobbitt takes it whenever you're not around. He shrugs. He says, well, it's clean. It's not full of manure or animal piss. And it doesn't smell like feet. So, I it think I'm fine to just, just sit I was going to say, Bobbitt's just sort of leans over to Narthal going, Ah, he hasn't found what Blinky left for him under the cushions yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just giggle at the little girl and, like, sort of give her a little, um, um, a soft punch on the cheek, like, there you are, kiddo. So, Sir Lucian... Despite your protests, seems adamant on sitting this one out. And so you sigh, you leave him in his booth, and you warn him that he better hold down the fort because as he's not coming with you, and Mickey McGrood is nowhere to be seen, having decided to fully devote himself to Volo's new work as its editor, Veska will be accompanying you on this mission. And so no one is in start, none of the Trollskull Manor's staff are in residence, save for Lucian. And so he sighs, places oh, his no. face in his hands, and he says, Fine, fine, I shall serve the plebs. Anything to get out of having to spend my day in a blasted zoo. And so, with that... Is there anything you would like to do before you uh, head off to the zoo in the north? I still have to sell my gold bar. Oh. Well, you could do that next downtime, because you've devoted your downtime pretty much fully to getting established in the yeah. manor, so... Um, can I just drop my gold bar off at um, the house so I, so I have free space? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I assume it would have already been there, so... Okay, we'll just assume that then. Maybe. Yeah. I was gonna say, Bobbit. Actually, I was gonna say, Bobbit sort of raised a hand, going, "If you need someone to look after that gold bar, you could keep it on Duncan." <laughs> what do you say to that? Just eyes gleaming at the gold bar. <laughs> would you like to put it on uh, Bobbit's clockwork mule in the conveniently I attached would, saddlebag? I, I would, but I'm afraid I would never see it again. Yes, yeah, so you're just gonna leave it at the house. Yes. <laughs> And so, with your orders having been given, this joint assignment between both your factions, the Emerald Enclave and the Lord's Alliance, you set out to the North Ward, to the, uh, to the Perithia Alderbib Memorial Zoo. Sorry, I sneeze, half sneezed while saying that. And as you approach the zoo, you notice it is on the very edge of the North Ward. Ward. Like, on the very, very edge. 
to the point where the very back of the zoo, the southernmost portion, actually borders adjacent to the City of the Dead, Water Deep's uh, district spanning graveyard. And as you walk down the street towards the zoo, there's a large bill large wooden billboard out the front that proudly explains that the zoo was built in dedication to Perithia Aldenburg, the daughter of an of a renowned noblewoman who had a quite infectious love and compassion for animals. According to the billboard, her body, her body is buried close nearby in the City of the Dead. All, so close that her body is almost on the zoo's grounds itself. And perhaps this is the reason for the zoo's rather strange location, wedged right between the main entertainment district and the City of the Dead. Spooky! It's a half hour before the zoo is scheduled to open on this lovely summer day, about 10.30am. In an instant, the scene goes from ordinary to chaotic. The illusion of a stone wall bearing a sign reading closed, and details of the zoo's operating hours dissolves, showing the ticket window and entrance concealed behind it. At the same instant, a heavy iron portcullis falls with a clang, barring the zoo's main entrance. A cacophony of roars and shrieks steadily grows from within the zoo walls, and from the far end of the complex, a stream of massive winged creatures shoots directly into the sky, dispersing into the blue above. After a moment, a man appears behind the bars, obviously badly wounded. He sees you, and when he sees you, he breathes a sigh of relief, pulls a lever behind the bars, and then a door within the bars swings open. With his last bit of strength, he stumbles outside before collapsing dead in the street, right on the cobblestone. We don't have to pay to get in. <laughs> there are murmurs from some of the passers-by. Not a lot. The zoo was not due to open for another half hour. And the summers are hot enough that people would not uh, line up in the heat. But there are a few passers-by. And watching this scene, they stop and begin to gather around you and the man. Quietly um. murmuring. Is like he's definitely dead, right? Yeah. Can I do a medicine check to see if he's actually dead? Uh, go ahead. Do a medicine check, please. I was gonna say I was gonna cast spare the dying on him, but if he's actually well and truly gone, then that's kind of a moot point. Uh, that's an eighteen. You walk over to the man. You kneel down next to him on the cobblestone and briefly examine him. His heart just appears to have given out based on the deep cuts and grazes on his body. He took some deep wounds fairly recently and appears to have bled out. Oh, yeah, so there really isn't anything I can do for him. It appears that something is afoot within the zoo, and while you were can told I... there was going to be a heist, you weren't expecting anything 
you weren't expecting anything like this. Can I try and examine what exactly um, wounded him? Uh, yes, sure. I'd like you to make a survival check, please. With advantage as you pass your medicine check. Uh, that's a nat 20. There are various tooth marks and claw marks on his body. His clothing and skin are torn in various parts. It appears he has been savaged by a number of different animals. Bears, bears, large cats, perhaps things more fantastical. These animals don't normally hunt the same prey. What is happening here? And what is a zoo? <laughs> you look at, you look down at the wounds, and then you look at the sign in front of you. A billboard briefly advertising some of the animals kept within the zoo, and it dawns upon you. It is some sort of public attraction where animals are kept in captivity so that they may be viewed by the public. It's a sort of leisure Ooh, Can I see cages and stuff that would hold animals? Um, you're currently not in the zoo, you're on the street outside, but looking through into, through into the ticket booth, no, you can't. They keep animals in captivity here for a minute. I don't like this. But I also tell them exactly what I discovered by examining him. <laughs> Anyone uh, wish to we go in? Yeah, you could head in mm. if you think there's nothing you could do out here. I don't know. I mean, all we've got is this one bleeding dead guy on the street unless you want to disperse the crowd. I don't know what else you uh, we got for this. Nuffle, my friend, uh, it might be best to invoke your authority here and tell everyone to go home and uh, maybe get the town guard. Yes, if you're trying to bring someone, if you're trying to stake out this place and catch a uh, would-be thief, it's probably best to not let a crowd gather, so... <coughs> right. Okay, you're probably right, Bob. Uh, just, um, get into view, everyone. Right! Everyone, fuck off right now! Make an intimidation check, please. Language! Uh, that... What's my... Oh, I've got to get rid of one of my inspiration points. Uh... 22. You display your city guard badge and your Lord's Alliance insignia and you bark. Move on, clear along, nothing to see here. That's not what I said. Yeah, That's not what he said at all, I believe his exact words were, fuck off. <laughs> in, addition to, in addition to saying fuck off, and the crowd eventually disperses, the murmuring stops, and the crowd move on, continuing about their business. You lift up the body of the man, and you sling him over your shoulder, intending to bring him into the zoo entrance with you so he's out of the street and as you proceed into the zoo entrance uh i would like bulb as i'm assuming out of the three of you right now bulb has the highest wisdom well uh, yeah i have a plus four so yep i'd like bulb to do a perception yep. check please you'd have the highest passive perception so that will trigger your perception check here yep. a 23 as you 
proceed into the zoo entrance, you notice a wooden stand holding dozens of printed and folded pamphlets containing information and maps of the zoo. You stop to pick one up, you unfold it and briefly look at it, and you're, you don't know what to think as you read the opening paragraph of the pamphlet that describes the zoo as being a wonder of magic and a wonder of magic, a menagerie of wonder, as this is one of, as this is the Sword Coast's only cageless, fenceless zoo. The pamphlet oh. describes that all of the animals within the zoo are kept inside their enclosures by the force of magic alone. Okay, maybe it's not as bad as I was imagining. The pamphlet proudly exclaims that unlike previous zoos in Waterdeep, this zoo has the blessing of the Emerald Enclave due to the somewhat more humane methods of captivity for the animals. Well, that, that just dispels all fear, uh, all misgivings that Bob has, but he will be asking Melinar about it later. And suddenly, the reason why the Lord Alliance brought the Enclave in to assist in this operation makes perfect sense to you. Suddenly, as you, as you are about to show the pamphlet to the others, you hear a door open, and you turn and look, and a middle-aged rock gnome recognizes, seeming, seemingly recognizes you as agents of the Lord's Alliance and runs up to greet you. Ah, oh, you must help us! Chaos! Men with swords! Animals running amok! Luckily, the failsafes went into place. The gates materialized and fell as they should. Oh, I bet my manticores have flown clear on out of here, but there's still staff trapped inside. You've got to help them. Manticores? Ooh, I've always wanted to see manticores. Oh, but you said fly away. Damn. He looks at you, he says, He says, never mind that. Some of my staff are still trapped in the zoo with the animals running amok. He notices the body slung over Narthal's shoulder, and as Narthal carefully lays the body down on the tiled floor, the gnome bows his head. He says, Alas, I sent poor Rudyard for help, and it appears he was too late. He got mauled coming from this building to the front fence? He says, no, no, he was mauled on the way here. I dressed him up best oh. I could, but then he volunteered to go and get help while I tried to uh, get a handle on getting the fail-safes up and running to try to contain the situation. Oh, I wish I'd just left him here and gone for help myself. What fail-safes are you talking about? He says, well, the zoo is... Oh, I see you've got the brochure there. He says, well, as it says, the zoo is powered by magic. Magic keeps all the animals in their appropriate places. Of course, there was, was a time before this zoo was uh, purchased by the Aldenburg family, back when it was a traditional 
the zoo. All the animals were kept in place by the traditional method of cages, bars, fences. Well, we had them repurposed as a failsafe. In case the magic ever went out, we could activate the failsafe, get some of the fences and enclosures back up, but I fear at this stage most of the animals are already roaming free. Some of them may be contained, Wait. but... Unfortunately, the majority of them still have free reign of the zoo grounds. Wait, when you say magic, does that include a power crystal? Is that done by a power crystal, by any chance? His eyes grow wide, and he says... The... Yes! The basement of the visitor center at the south end of the complex. Houds houses the magical field ge generator. The power crystal down there... Well, it must have failed. Oh, oh, glad I had the good mind to keep her back up here. Damned magic. If they'd listened to me all those years ago, if I'd had a nice gnomish contraption put in place... But it always has to be bigger, a greater show. It's a wonder this hasn't happened sooner. He... Because they bobbed small to and go, No, no, it didn't fail. You're, you're safe there. Somebody stole it. He says, st Stole it? But the zoo hasn't even opened. Why, someone would have had to climb over the fence and uh, snuck in without us noticing and... Uh, he sighs. He says, Of course... Of course, that, uh, strange order we received last night for cake and, uh, cake and victuals, that impromptu party that, uh, one of the new recruits decided to throw, that essentially had us all indisposed of in the early hours of this morning. He darts uh, behind, he darts behind the counter he emerged from, and then... He comes out carrying a large blue crystal that's almost as large as he is. He dumps it on the floor in front of you, and then he reaches into his pocket and hands you a key ring with a single key on it. He says, this is the master key for the zoo. It opens all the doors in the zoo, including the iron gates that now close off this building from the zoo itself. You can set this right. He says, your agents of the Lord's Alliance, I, I see. You can go to the visitor center and put the backup crystal in place and resort, restore the zoo to proper functioning. Takes, uh, take the key and the crystal. Take the key and the crystal, and the crystal, despite its size, is surprisingly light, only weighing 10 pounds. Is there anything you'd like to ask him, or anything you'd like to do before you move on into the zoo? What, what kind of animals can we expect? He gestures. Forward? He gestures towards the, uh, he gestures towards the brochures and then the door behind him. And he says, as you pass out into the zoo, we've got a map. And the map should tell you essentially every animal we've got. But 
Let's see off the top of my head. Uh, bears, elephants, rhinos. Oh my. Uh, the new sea monster exhibit, the manticores. A few other things. He says some of them are dangerous, some less so. He says, yes, the sea monster exhibit. Uh, forgive me, I'm <coughs> only the head keeper. I don't know exactly what animals or creatures are in the new exhibit. But I'm told some of them are quite dangerous. So, sorry. I'm you get a map. Sorry, Bulb, what did you say? So the head keeper doesn't know all the animals. <laughs> yeah, but maybe I, I, I had a raise an eyebrow to that one. Do you wish to but raise an eyebrow? I'm walk over and go get a map. Do you wish to raise an eyebrow? Yeah, so you, you, you could, say you that. Then, bring that one. Yeah. yeah Bulb, Bulb says, says, how does the head keeper not know what animals are in each exhibit? You would be the ones telling other keepers what to do. I mean, just going by farms and such, I would assume it's the same system in this, what do you call it? Zoo? Make a nature check, please. Uh, that is a 22. He sighs, and he says, Oh, well, well, you're right, I suppose. He says, I used to be the manticore keeper, and when the previous zookeeper, well, I suppose we're supposed to say retired, the answer, of course, is that he was, uh, well, uh, torn apart by, uh, by uh, the animals in his charge, and, well, as I'd been here the longest, I got promoted to his position. Essentially, all of the zoo's decisions go through me, but... All it really amounts to is me saying yes or no. I mainly still just devote myself to the manticores. Is there any animals um, we need to be aware of that could attack us? He says, well, yes, uh, they all seem to be quite enraged. The crystal being removed has disturbed the magic, and it seems to have upset all the animals, so they'll all be dangerous, I suppose. But... He thinks for a moment, and then he says, well, It goes without saying, I suppose, that your safety and the safety of our other staff is the priority, but, well, if you run afoul of any of the beasts... He fights emotion for a moment, and then regains his composure. And buckling a small scabbard on his belt, he offers to Narthal a thick wooden wand engraved with glyphs resembling the faces of various animals. This will help you rein them in. Just point at the animal and say, Onomatopoeia, to talk to them. Or say, who's a good Or say, who's a good boy, to calm them down. Love it. Love it once, love it once, love it once, love it once, love it takes. We call it the druid no, you wand. You already have the key and the crystal. He offered it to Narthal, so I take it. Well, Narthal's the one who asked oh, him. Oh god, what We call it the well, druid wand. He lets out a sardonic laugh. <laughs> to think once upon a time the druids were against the idea of a zoo, and now they're providing magical aids to help us run it. 
Right. Um, we are obviously going to get into some fights, as I believe not all the animals will uh, react well, even with the device you have given us. We will try not to kill them. I mean, as I am a druid, I will try the hardest not to kill them. And I will try my darndest to keep them alive. However, when we do leave them in our wake, hopefully unconscious and not dead, you will need to be following with any team that you can gather to collect the animals and put them in their rightful place. He shakes nervously and then he stutters, Yes, of course! Of course! If you can ensure that animals don't get hurt, then we will come and collect them as soon as we can. As soon as the magic is back online, or at the very least, the fail saves are properly in place and the animals secure. If you could ensure the safety of my staff, I will have teams dispatched immediately. He looks over at you, he says, I can see that you don't have a Lord's Alliance insignia, so you must be a druid from the Emerald Enclave, and so I trust you will know to do the right thing. Of course. Keeping the animals safe right now is my highest priority. He sighs and he says, Oh, oh uh, thank Shantia for that. Even though I care most about my poor manticores, all of these poor creatures, they deserve a chance to... Well, let's just say it's not their fault what's happening, you know? Eventually, he seems to calm down a little bit. And then he wipes the sweat off his brow. He says, well, <laughs> I suppose if we're going to be working together, I should introduce myself formally. He holds out a hand. He says, I am the zoo master, Emil Andler. I'm Emil. What's his last name? Emil Andler. His last name is Andler. Antler? Andler with a D. And so like Handler. So Handler without the H. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay, cool. He says, Oh thank God you didn't make thank Shantia. You didn't make that blasted joke about my name sounding vaguely like Animal Handler. <laughs> he says, yes, well... Bob immediately... Yeah, eyes widen as she immediately gets the joke. like, oh! <laughs> it's funny. He says, well, my parents obviously knew what they wanted from me, and I thought, what a disappointment. He sits on the edge of the counter behind the, uh... He sits on the edge of the counter in front of the ticket booth. And he says, well, I'll wait here for the all-clear, and as soon as I receive it, I'll dispatch teams immediately to bring the animals to their enclosures. He says, that druid wand you have there, it should be capable of sending the all-clear. Just touch the glyph of the zookeeper up the very top. He points, and you see a glyph of what looks like a humanoid figure. Before you leave into the zoo, would anyone like to actually I actually examine the druid wand so you know what you're actually working with? Well, I'd like to, but I don't have it, so... Narthal, you're smart, you can look at it. Well, Narthal, you may do an arcana check to try to identify what it does. 
Hey, that's a 19. Oh, well, you passed. I don't even have, have an yeah. Ancana. So this druid wand has been enchanted with some basic druidic magic, and it is capable of casting either animal friendship or speak with animals up to five times. Oh, neat. And if you are a spellcaster, you use your existing spell save DC for those spells. So, any five charges between animal friendship and speak with animals, and this probably won't be effective on all creatures in the zoo, but for basic animals, it should be helpful. Oh, before we leave, Bob turns to Nathal, and uh, Nathal, uh, I would just like to inform you that you don't need to kill animals to assert that you are the alpha. Uh... Let me put this more clearly. I like you, Nathal, and I like the help that you give. Do not kill animals if it is possible not to kill them. Knocking them out will be fine. Oh, it's okay. In the background, in the background, you just hear a meal sigh, and he says, Oh, dear, I should have specified to the Lord's Alliance. Druids and rangers only. At this... That's okay, Baba will make sure a big dum-dum doesn't murder anything too much. And Ava sort of just glares silently at Narthal. Trying to be civil about it. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you bid farewell to Emil. And tell him you'll do your best. And you decide to pass into the zoo itself, moving past the ticket booth and through the reception area. Before passing into the zoo itself, you are shunted through a small museum showcasing the zoo's history. That it was founded approximately 150 years ago as a traditional zoo and received quite a bit of blowback from the... Uh, Emerald Enclave, and other druidic circles. It was eventually shut down mere decades after opening, and remained abandoned until 50 years ago, when it was purchased by the Aldenburr noble family, who dedicated it in honour of Perithia Aldenburr, and established the magical wards. The museum reading between the lines, essentially says that the Emerald Enclave still don't particularly like the idea of a zoo, but they feel that without bars and walls, that this one is at the very least much better than the old one. As the buildings in the zoo lack windows and and are usually magically lit, The museum is quite dark, and you are unable to actually read most of the history. Only able to read the basic descriptions of everything from the light of Ava's moonlight sword. Yep. I cast Produce Flame onto my hand to make a little bit more light. So, uh, with your... With your produce flame, in addition to Ava's moon-touched sword, 
you were able to illuminate this small museum area and actually read some of the placards along the walls. I would like you all to make investigation checks, please. Uh, that's a 14 for Bob. Investigation. That's a flat four. Flat four. That's a 16 for Bobbit. I'll roll. Bobbit likes reading. I'll roll for Ava, see if it's a group pass or not. Roll. 14. Yep, it's a group pass. So you, as you pass through this tiny museum, you stop and read some of the stone placards on the walls that you get a list of all of the animals that the zoo houses. Their places are marked on a map of the zoo that takes up most of the eastern wall. In addition to the traditional collection of zoo animals, Lions, tigers, elephants, rhinos, bears, oh reptiles, birds, yeah. and the like. The zoo now permanently houses two owl bears, a pride of manticore, yeah. some basilisks, uh-huh. some gricks, oh. some basilisks, some gricks, and some and a chul and some giant crabs in the sea monster exhibit. The centre of the zoo houses Boy. a gigantic saltwater tank, which is where the so-called sea monsters are placed on display. A magically transparent tunnel allows viewers to walk around the saltwater tank and view the creatures as if they were standing in the water with them. Does the list specify what the sea creatures are? Ah. Uh, a chul and giant traps. Oh, okay. Yes. Ah, oh, okay, okay. As yeah, the chul is, giant crabs pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Would our characters actually know what the majority of these are? Are uh, you and Ava can attempt nature checks? Hmm? Well, have read anything like in terms of like animals for stuff from Bob the Emerald at, Enclave. Yeah, as or... a member of the Emerald Enclave, you can do a nature check with disadvantage because you're not a full, you're not an actual druid or ranger, yeah. so you would know less to begin with. Yeah. But you still know a little bit. Just for, okay, let's see. So I was Bulb... doing nature. Nature with Bulb disadvantage. Bulb got a twelve. I'll roll for Ava. Ten. Basically, I'm uh, Bob really got sure. yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Bob got Okay, so Bob, you're the only one who passed. You may learn what yes. any of the you may learn about any one of these creatures. Which one would you like to know about? Yeah. So what was it after you said after the basilisk? So after the basilisk, oh. so the zoo has owl bears, manticores, basilisks, gricks, and a chul. Well, we don't go to this water exhibit. We won't really need to know what a chul is. So I'm going to ask what a grick is. So you've you've read all about gricks. The enclave, your druid training, ha- your druid training give gave you some basic knowledge on most creatures. And as you read of the gricks, you groan a little bit in uh, consternation, as these are not uh, creatures. These are not nice creatures. These are things that 
most people wouldn't want to run up against. They are essentially giant snakes that have beaks. Their preferred method of attack is to strike their prey with two tentacles that emerge from their bodies, wrap their tentacles oh. around them to restrain them, and then peck them with their beaks. Okay, so it's... Why would you have this in a residential area? <laughs> so it is a restraining animal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. In addition, you in addition, you get a good look at the map and you determine that the visitor center where the powered where the magical field generator is supposedly located is at the very southern edge of the zoo, touching the wall that borders the city of the dead. So essentially the back wall of the visitor center also borders the city graveyard. And from where you are at the northern end of the zoo, there are three main paths that lead to the south that you could take. And each of these paths crisscross each other several times, meaning that you could cross between these routes if you if you like if you want to change which creatures you think you're going to go up against. So knowing that there are three routes and that they crisscross, you are now able to make a more informed decision of how you're going to make your way through the zoo. Okay, well, I want to try and avoid the basilisks as much as possible. So Very well. Um, so, you, the, according to the map, the basilisks are located along the eastern part of the zoo, near the manticore habitat. So you make a mental note of that. Are you ready to exit the museum? Uh, Bulb is. Um, up to the other two. Yeah. Alright. You step out into the zoo proper. As your eyes adjust to the bright outdoor light of this sunny, pleasant summer day, you find yourself in a courtyard more resembling a massive city park than a zoo. Stone paths wind through various habitats, looking unnatural if only for their incongruity. A lush jungle butting up against a sandy desert scene with a small oasis and a long palm tree, for example. Although signage, informational placards, trash barrels and other amenities are present, what's jarringly absent are the bars and cages one would expect in a zoo. On a normal day, you think visitors would be awed seeing the animals up close, protected only by invisible barriers. Today is not a normal day, as is evidenced by the very friendly camel who walks up to you, Bowl, and begins nosing near your pockets. Um, I don't have any seeds on me. Is he nuzzling like the rations that I have? He's just nuzzling against your pockets in general, like just sniffing to see what's there. Butting you oh, with well. his butting you with the end of his head softly as he sniffs up and down your cloak. Okay, I um hesitantly scratch his chin. Because uh, I'm from a jungle and the camels are not something that I'm used to seeing. Make an make an animal handling check with advantage, please. I was gonna say I do have speak with animals, but the ritual, so I'd have to take a bit to buy that yes. one up. Yeah, if it was something that wasn't just friendly nudging me, I might 
do something or ask Naval to, but that was a 19. The you, other roll yeah. was a 1. You reach under <laughs> yeah. the camels. Oh, actually, under... hold on. Yep. Uh, 23. Sorry, I forgot to add my modifier. 23. You reach under the camel's face and scratch him under the chin and his droopy lips form into a smile and he begins sniffing you even more eagerly and makes makes a very loud grunt. <laughs> he likes you. <laughs> After you scratch him some more, he eventually stops sniffing you and he takes a single step backwards away, no longer nosing up against you and now just staring. Does he want something? Yeah, Can I don't want to tell us something. I don't want to waste a spell slot on the very first animal that we see. <laughs> if you um, can, if I you want to give me ten minutes. Uh, no, I'll just say um. Uh. No, well, you do seem to have ten say... minutes right now if you really want to. Yeah. It's true, but. There the are no dangerous animals right here. here. Yeah, the more the dangerous animals. Because we are, yeah, we are trying to also save the staff members. Yes. Uh, uh, don't uh, I have seven charges on the wand? Yes, you five. do. Five. Would you like to use one? Point at him. Hey, the good boy! The camel looks uh. up at you and says, Hello there! Finally, so nice to finally be able to see one of you chap visitors up close. Always I see you watching me uh, from the from this path here and always I sit there under the palm tree and uh, you always smell so nice and smell so much like food and I always just want to come up and say hello but I'm not able to. Can we all hear this or just him? Just Narthal. Just Oh. <laughs> I, uh, you look at the other guy. He's pompous! <laughs> <laughs> he looks over at, he looks over at Bulb, he says, I must say, tell your friend, I thank him very much for the nice scratch under the chin. Well, I could tell he, uh, I could tell he's a friend of animals, and so I decided to, uh, well, I, to be frank, I was going to follow you all around until someone decided to actually give me a nice little scratch. You know, I've been trying to itch that place under my chin for weeks now, but, uh, you know, the lack of opposable thumbs and all. And what is your name? Um, it's a camel, isn't it? Yes. He says, what ah. What is your name, Mr. Camel? He says, ah, they call me Musseldorf. It's nice to make your acquaintance good, sir. Oh, trust, like. <laughs> uh, I look at Bob. He camel name is Musseldorf, and he says, thank you for the scratch under the chin. I look at uh, Musseldorf and bow my head slightly and say, you're welcome. That sounds more like a question. Much appreciated. <laughs> Bulb is not so much an animal druid as a plant druid, and animals kind of... He's yeah. not entirely sure yet. <laughs> no, but he... This... this So basically, this camel... This camel no. always goes... Uh, this camel went up to the person with the least charisma. 
And that was bold, oh, yeah. so... Considering all the two other players are yeah. charisma-based. Yeah. And... Both just sitting there going, that's an even better name than what Bobbit would have picked. Moosel... Nice to meet you, Mr. Mooseldorf. Mooseldorf mm -hmm. smiles, and he says, Well, I'm quite satisfied. I'm going to go back to my enclosure and uh, catch a nice nap next to the oasis. <laughs> Good wait, luck wait, on Mr. Mooseldorf, is there anything you can tell us about the other animals that escaped? He says, Well, uh, I did notice that the barriers broke down and a couple of the other animals decided they wanted to make a break for it, but uh, I don't nose into other animals' business. I'm just very friendly at finally having the opportunity to get a nice pat from a visitor. Mr. Moosey-Dorf, I think it would be very nice if you, if you let this small child pat you. Moosey-Dorf just bows his head in front of Bobbit. Bobbit hugs. Just very carefully, just very carefully hugs. Oh, how nice. Would you look at that? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> he just laughs as you, as you hug him, unsure of what to say, and then he takes mm. a step back. And he says, ah, uh, well, haven't you just made an old camel's day? Well, if you require anything from me, I shall be in my enclosure. Uh, cheerio! He turns around uh, and begins to uh -oh, slowly... Is there anything you want me to ask the uh, camel before he runs off? Oh, yep. Is there anything you want to mm. ask him? Well, I'm guessing he's not going to know a quick way to the visitor center because he doesn't go outside of his enclosures, so... Oh, no, ask him if he's seen any basilisks or Greeks. <laughs> ah. Uh, basilisks or what? Greeks. Or Greeks. Oh. Uh, Mr. Moodledorf, have you seen any basilisks or um, Greeks around? He stops walking back to his enclosure and he looks back at you with his long camel neck. And then you see him visibly shudder and he says, Oh, those horrible things. <clears throat> I saw some of the basilisks off to the east somewhere. The Greeks, I saw them heading down to the south. <laughs> if you're smart, you won't go anywhere near them. I'm content to just stay here and mind my own business. Is there anything else down the south, or is it just them? He says, well, no, not a whole lot of animals down. Well, well, there's my enclosure here. He knows it's always enclosure. There's my next door neighbor, the elephant. But aside from that, uh, the only thing to the south is that large, uh, big square building that the humans go into, uh, uh, the aquatic something or other. The aquatic centre? Yes, yes, that should be it. Hopefully. Um, do you know how we, how, how we can get easily to the, visit, uh, well, the visitor centre? He says, I'm quite sorry, I can't be of any help, uh, my... Don't go into any of the human structures. Uh, I think that's all that we can get from Mr. Musadorf. Yes. Cheerio, he says as he makes his way back to the small desert oasis. Thank you, Musadorf. You're very cute and pretty. And because you befriended uh... him, because you befriended him, he will not actually follow you any further. So, you know, if you ever wanted, if you wanted to be stealthy, you now have, you can now be stealthy, you won't have a camel following you. 
Oh, neat. Yay. That was a, a spell well that was used. Beautiful. Yes. That was amazing. As you, well done, Nathal. As you venture into the beast exhibit, the path forks in three directions, <clears throat> clearly marked by a large sign. The sign reads, West, Owl Bear Enclosure, Great Apes, Cave Bear, Rhinoceros. South, Aquatic Stadium, Tamil, uh. Elephant. East, Manticore Habitat, Basilisks, Lions, Tigers. Of the animals listed, you can't help notice the elephant splashing its trunk in a pond a couple feet ahead of you. To the west, you hear howls and screeches and catch a grey streak of a horned animal charging through the habitats. No other animals are immediately apparent in the area or to the east, but you do notice a few of the same winged creatures you saw earlier now circling much higher above in the sky. Elephant and rhino, elephant and rhino, elephant well, and rhino. Well, elephant is south and rhino is west. Yes. God damn it! <laughs> so as presuming, long as it's not east. Presuming that some of these animals haven't wandered out of their enclosures oh, oh, yeah, and are now sorry, intermixing. Yeah. yeah, the enclosures are south and west. Uh, Bulb is happy to go whatever way as long as we don't go towards the basilisk enclosure. So the east. Yeah. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's, not, let's not go there. Go towards the Rhinos! So, west. Wish to go west. Yes. As right. The pet shop, as the pet, sorry, pet, uh, pet shop boy said, go west. <laughs> you begin to head to the west, heading along the path. And soon, as you begin to branch off from the main courtyard and make your way down the western cobblestone path that wends through the zoo, you see what the first enclosure ahead, the cobblestone path branching in two and forming a loop around the enclosure so that visitors can walk around and view the animals within. And here you see some cave bears just sort of lazily roaming around their enclosure. They haven't left it, but they appear to be slightly agitated, perhaps from all the noise coming from the other parts of the zoo. And as you approach, you hear them growling as they begin as they patrol the perimeter of their enclosure, sniffing for the source of the disturbance. Right, here's my, here's my proposal for Bobbit. I will let you have the uh, wand for the rest of the time. Just let me talk to the rhinos when we get to them. Okay. I hand the one to Bobbit in case he wants to talk to the bears. So how would you like to approach the bears? Do keep in mind they look from this distance. They appear to be a little bit agitated. You can talk to them. You can fight them. You may like to simply try to sneak past them. You said they're sniffing, so sneaking won't really work. 
Yeah, that would be. Well, they, they'll just get an advantage on their perception check yeah. to detect you because of the keen uh, smell. What, but... what way is the wind blowing? The wind is blowing uh, to the east right now, and you are in the heading to the west. So, uh, is there a map so that I can see what's happening? Or uh, is no, this there's just... no we map. Grabbed map. We did grab a map. Uh, yeah, yep. there's okay. no map um, in this specific area though. So it's traveling. From west to east? Yes, it's travelling towards you, the wind. Okay. Um, east, west to east. Okay. So it's travelling towards us. Uh, Bulb says to Narful and... Ow! Missy! Uh, Narful and Bobbit and Ava and Veska. Uh, if we do not want to talk to these clearly agitated bears... I can try and sneak to the other side, drop a couple of rations in the wind, and hopefully they will be attracted to the rations and you can sneak past. Veska, Veska says, eh, I'd rather not fight angry teddy bears, so go ahead. And Ava just nods silently. Don't call them teddy bears in front of the small child. <laughs> Just, yeah, heads just start slowly tilting, going, huh? nah, nah, these are not teddy bears. These are not teddy bears, young child. These are rip your arm off bears. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry I don't have a map because the zoo no, is kind okay. of like, it's my idea for it is it's just basically a big open area with paths leading leading through it. So I didn't no, quite that's okay. know how to make that as a map, but I did make maps for the individual enclosures in case you get into combat. So... Yep. Um, cool. no, no, it was just so that so I could actually. I'll bring that up it, so we but... can visualize you sneaking. Um, yep. Yeah, I was bring just asking so I can visualize it. That's enclosure all. Enclosure one with bears. So there are three Me bears too. in the enclosure. Yes. And so bulb, you see the three bears. What would? Uh, how would you like to sneak past them? Seconds, I just got Missy on my lap, and she's being a bit of a bitch. There we go. There, there. Okay. <laughs> so you... I've been patting her so the whole time. You've come okay, from so... here. you come from here, and the wind, the wind is blowing it... in this direction. That way? Yeah. Okay. That's right. Um, okay, um, and... I, I can't see that map on... Um... Because okay. you're not part of the yeah. Try the other. Try the new link that I posted. The old one. Oh, yeah. I you know you posted a new one. Yeah, I did. So just yeah, click on the one you... that's in there, and you'll join. So the bears are where they are. Did you say? Like, yes. They the haven't... bears. The bears are where they are. They're just you know sniffing around. These two are sniffing around this tree here, and mm. the third one is sniffing around this southern portion of the enclosure. So, I would like to try and sneak to the... I'll get out the pointer. Yep. I would like to try and sneak up here. Um, and then over to here, and then Leave. throw... Throw and some th rations... Some rations over here. Uh, over or, there. yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe into the enclosure actually yeah. would be a better into idea. Into the enclosure, very well. Um, okay. So, uh, will you be sneaking in your base form, or will you be wild-shaping? Um, well, if I sneak in my base form, I can then use wild shape, to wild shape into a type of bear. Is a cave bear? 
what CR is a cave, a cave bear? So I know bear, this is kind of metagaming. Cave, cave bear is CR3. So you can't become a cave bear. I can't, but you but can I could become, become a black a, bear. Yes. Um, yeah, if you watch, maybe you could talk to the bears. Yeah, but I don't know if cave bears like black, uh, black yeah, bears. Don't it, would be kind of, it would be a last ditch attempt to yeah. distract them while you guys... Ava helpfully informs you as a ranger that she knows that cave bears and black bears do live in different habitats and don't often mix in the wild. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're angry to each other. So yeah, I would like to try and sneak up in my base form. Yep. I tell the others that when I come back round, we can sneak down south, or if you hear, uh, if you see me transform into a black bear uh, sneak around without me. Sure. I'd like you to make a dex check, please. Missy. Oh, sorry, a stealth check. Uh, either way, that's a nine. Nine. Which isn't, isn't good. Very well. So oh. you attempt to sneak. Actually, I'll use an inspiration point. Up, oh, go ahead. Roll again. Missy, can you not do that right next to me? Mm. That's a seven. That was worse. Oh. Would you like to take the oh, nine? Oh god! Uh, if you'll let me use I'll let the you nine, have the nine. Ava offers to assist you. I'll take, sneaking I'll along. Definitely take, I'll definitely take that. So is that with advantage, or does she does her own? With do advantage. With advantage. Okay. Different dice. That's a ten. All right. <laughs> So you and Ava both attempt to sneak along the north side of the enclosure, passing the the large open field, warily eyeing the bears as they sniff around, agitated. The bears are going to make a roll to see if they detect you now. So their perception is plus three, and they get advantage. Oh god. Dude. I also have a new spell that would have got me out of here, so... <laughs> Luckily, they rolled quite low, seven and six. And so, the bears appear to be distracted by the n- loud disturbances from the nearby parts of the zoo, and they do not detect you and Ava as you sneak past them. And so, you grab one of your rations out of your pack, and I'd like you to make a uh, ranged attack roll, please. To so that's throw it, dexterity? Yep, to throw it into the direct the spot that you're going for. Uh, it will be a 12 to hit. It'll be, you need to beat 12 to get the rations safely into here and not, like, throw them too short or too far. Okay, so I would have liked this roll when I was rolling stealth. That's a 19. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Reach into your pack for some rations and pull them over the fence. They land in a patch of tall grass with a thump. The bears hear the noise and they begin to sniff, slowly being drawn to that location. And now, with Ava's help, make another stealth check to make your way back to the party. Better than 18. Lovely, you're fine. <laughs> you make your way 
back to the party and tell them that the bears are safely distracted. And so everyone walks around the southern side of the enclosure, far away from the bears, and you safely bypass them. As you walk hey. past, Veska just peers into the enclosure, notices the bears tearing apart the paper wrapping of the rations, just shudders audibly. She looks over at Bowl, but she says, oh, Good thing you have a head on your shoulders, like <coughs> some. <laughs> I'd just like to clarify that next time I ask for CR, because I just realised how metagamey it is, yep. um, just answer if can I can if they're under half. Yeah. yeah. Under a half. Yep. You continue yeah, moving on along the west path, leaving the bear enclosure long behind. And the path begins to wend past a uh, past an enclosure that looks kind of like a desert savanna, lined with a row of gnarled jungle trees that almost hang over onto the cobblestone path. And as you approach these trees, you hear rustling in the branches, and then suddenly... You are pelted with a hail of rocks that come flying out of the tree. I'd like you all to make deck saves, please. Sure can, Bobby. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, in the Nineteen. Eighteen. Fisherman's plus three. Yeah. Now I'm doing well with my fucking deck's shit. God damn it. Uh, Fourteen. Alright. Fourteen. Ava and Veska. Okay, that is a fail for Veska, but a pass for Ava. Oh. Okay. The rock. You see the rocks coming, and you duck. They sail over your head. Veska ducks a moment too late. She is pelted with a single rock and takes four points of damage. And then, as she shouts in pain, you see something else else flung from the trees towards her. A brown hunk of manure. It sails through oh, the air no. and it hits her in the face, making a loud squish. Oh. You look oh. up you look up into the trees and you see three large apes standing in the branches, beating their chests. <laughs> and laughing with glee as they Reach for more rocks to pelt you with. Unless Bobbit would like to talk to them, I can uh, try and wild shape. Did you say, do we want to pelt to these ones? Are they just going to throw shit at us? Well, we could just run, I guess. Yeah, you could just run. You could just run and hope they don't chase you. They just seem to be pelting past things that pass by with rocks, like, just for fun, so they don't seem to actually be out to hurt you seriously. Ah. Yeah, well, Bob would so just like to, to keep talk? walking. You just want to keep walking? Alright, well. The apes keep moving. I was going to say, as we, um, as, as we, as we go, Bob goes over to, um, Vesca and cuts one of her new, um, uh, Art of Python cantrips of, uh, Prestidigitation. Wait, did I take Prestidigitation? Yeah, Prestidigitation. I did. Yeah, you didn't Crap. take it? Okay, well, yeah. she's 
You look no, I did, I did. I meant to add ah. that. Yeah, I did. So use prestigitation to um, basically wipe the literal crap off of her. As soon as her face is clear again, she coughs and splutters loudly. <coughs> oh, oh, that was the worst experience of my life. And I was held captive by the Xanathar Guild. Yeah, but it helped. The apes continue beating their chests. <laughs> they reach for more rocks, and one of them grabs a hunk of manure, and they pelt them at you as you run, as you run as fast as you can past them. Make deck saves again, please. Uh, that is a sixteen. Sixteen. I got a seven. Seven. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, I'll roll for Ava and Veska again. Um, after I take this damage. Yep. Uh, could I cast Druidcraft to create a odor of a skunk near them? You oh, could. I was just, go just going to go for intimidation. Yay, yeah, that could work too. That so they pelt, too. That they pelt, pelt you with rocks. Uh, this time, as you're running past them, they're closer to you. And Bulb and Ava are both hit and take one point of damage. One point of fecal matter damage. You continue no, running, and oh, you continue sorry. running, the apes continue hurling, and that's when Narkel, <coughs> as the person who passed, who got the lowest score, you see something brown hurling towards you, and then before you have a chance to react, something oh. hits you in oh. the face. Oh. One oh. point of damage. Your vision is blocked and a terrible smell fills your nostrils. The apes, oh. apes rowdily cheer. Alright, <laughs> at this, this point I'm just, um, well, clean the shit off my eyes so I can see them first. Uh, just, just look at them. Start beating my chest. <laughs> make, uh, make an intimidation check with disadvantage, please, because you are covered in shit now. Covered in shite. Uh, let's find intimidation plus seven. Uh, that is a seventeen with disadvantage. Okay. Yep. You beat your chest and you shout. Ah! Ah! The apes stop. About to release their latest barrage of rocks, they stop with their arms still in the air. And then one of the apes points at you and goes, ah, ah, And then he leaps off the tree and on all fours begins barreling away into the savannah. The other two apes look at him running away. Then they look back at you and then they drop their rocks, falling uselessly into the grass below and then climb down off the trees and run after their friends. I'm, I'm... Do I have anything that I can clean myself off? You just have... Bobbit uh, Bobbit's could, a prestigitation, yeah. Bobbit could use prestigitation to clean it if uh, you want. If is that wants. a cantrip? Or yeah, it's a cantrip. Okay. Yeah. 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 If you could, my friend. Bobbit looks over at Nathal and goes, Hmm... Five. <laughs> five, your, uh, your, holds out her hand and literally holds out her hand and says five. <laughs> five gold to clean the poo off your face? Do you accept, Narthal? Hey, I thought Remy was doing it. No, 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 Bob, no, 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 no
Yeah, Bobbit has it. I am not going to be distorted by a small child. Leave yep. this shit yeah. on them. You refuse to let a small child <laughs> extort you. You just see Veska. You just see Veska next to Bobbit shaking her head and going. And. Why? I cast yours off for free. Why are you complaining? <laughs> Bobbit cast Druidcraft to make a um, nice smell around him. <laughs> yeah, nice smell. Yeah, to ward off the poo from Narthal's face. So that you just, just realised I could have used Druidcraft instead of a ration. Yeah, you could have. That would have worked. Narthal does his hey, best to wipe the manure off his. Bobbit does his best to wipe the manure off his face, and as he does it, he just thinks of Sir Lucian sitting back at the table. No, no. yeah. Narthal does. <laughs> yeah, and um. You continue on past the savannah, and as you reach the and as you reach the end of the savannah enclosure, you begin to hear in the distance the sounds of heavy, swift footfalls, as if some sort of creature is charging along the cobblestone path ahead of you. I'd like you all to make perception checks, please. Sure can. That's a sixteen. Look at these. Perception. Fifteen for Bob. I rolled a net twenty. I I got a net twenty, with a zero for perception. I'll take that. <laughs> Just like me rolling the Icarna check. <laughs> Towards the end of the western path, a single crazed rhinoceros is charging from about the northwest corner of the savannah to the tip of the owlbear enclosure. It seems to be at the same time very excited and very confused by the chaos that is unfolding in the zoo. Not knowing what else to do, it seems to be running back and forth on what is already beginning to look like a worn patch of ground. It hasn't yet noticed you. I need to talk to the rhino. I need to Bob talk just to immediately Bob, Bob immediately hands the wand over to Nathal going, Yep, here you go, have fun, poop head, and just walks off. <laughs> what do you do? You, do you approach the... Yes. Yes, I do. You do approach it, okay. As you draw nearer to the rhino, uh, so you all going with him? Um, or just letting Narthal... Follow, but at a distance. Alright. Yeah. So Narthal's ahead of you, and he's just walking down the cobblestone path towards the rhino, still running back and forth on this trampled patch of ground. And as Narthal draws closer, eventually the rhino stops, it raises its head looks up and it sees Narthal there and then it inhales deeply and charges towards Narthal and Narthal it's going to get off a gore attack on you before you have a chance to use the wand because you no, don't have a chance to try to dodge well well I'm gonna do it as a combat it's, the dodging is going to be whether it can pass your AC oh, okay yeah 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 the rhino rushes towards you as you raise the wand. You didn't prepare a reaction, so it gets an attack off. And here it comes. It gets plus seven to hit. Wow. So it's just going to get one attack, thankfully. 
And that's a 14. You see it coming a mile away, and as it charges no. towards you, its footsteps pounding along the cobblestone path, you simply step out of the way. It charges past you, reaches where you once were, and swings its tusk into the air, attempting to gore nothing. It takes a second for the rhinoceros to, to realise that you're not there. Then it stops. Stands Easy there, stamping, now, big dickhead, stamping its front feet, and it turns its head towards you. Do you use a speak with animals spell? Yeah, I use the wand. You use, you point the wand at it, at it, and press the glyph, activating the wand. The rhinoceros's eyes grow widened, and he looks at you, and he says, "You look fun to charge." Stay there where you are! And he begins stamping his front feet, preparing for another charge. That's funny, I could have said the same to you! <laughs> and I want to meet, meet his intimidation thing with my own. Make He's an intimidation check. Make an intimidation check, please. Uh, that is a non-nat 20. <laughs> the, you, you start stamping your own feet and... And just growling at him, bearing your axe. The rhino stamps his front feet even further and he shouts, I like you! What enclosure are you from? I'm not from any enclosure. I am not an animal. I am a free man. He says, We shall be free men together! He looks towards... Aye. He looks towards the... Uh, he looks towards the enclosure at the end of the path. Uh, just pointing his head towards it. He says, I was gonna charge the owlbears, but I didn't think I could do it alone. Let's charge him together! No, 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 no. <laughs> I know that's a bad idea. Make a persuasion check, please. Uh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, this... Wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Uh, 14. Now the soul goes to shit. Oh. The rhino stops stamping his feet. He lowers his head. He says, Oh, I thought you were cool, man. God damn it, don't pull that shit on me. And how many owlbears are there? He says, We don't know. He says, Two, and they're cubs. He says, Cubs I could oh. handle on my own. Oh. Was the parents oh. I was afraid about. No, I've killed one too many Alphairs in Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> killing another cub. He raises his head and he says, Well, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Wannabe Cool Man, mind telling me your name? Wannabe Cool? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, what? Wannabe Cool Man? No, uh, we're fighting fucking Alphairs. <laughs> <laughs> So Bob's just sitting, Bob's just sitting here going, just sitting there like munching on a ration about going, Joe, this is weird. Mm -hmm. Well, it looks like I'm punching that Alban in the face. Well, I mean, you can do, if you do that, you're going on your, oh, no. wait, no, we need to fucking launch. Yeah. Mm. Fucking doesn't. <laughs> no, I'm not going to punch it. Actually, you know what? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> Keep no, no, in no mind, you go right as, ahead. We'll as stay here. all of the paths <laughs> do interlock, you don't have to necessarily fight the owl bears. you can swap to another path, 
and move to either move past either the Manticore enclosure or the aquatic stadium. Oh god, all of those are bad. Wait, didn't the Manticores fly away? You were told that. Yeah, but, but I'm sure something flew away. We know for a fact oh, yeah, they keep away. saying that there's something. They keep saying that there's something flying overhead, and I'm pretty damn sure if we start stepping on their turf, they will probably come back. But that's just out of character. Bob has no idea what yeah. the hell is going on right now. At this, at this point, a, we are. We are. Half-inch shit, having a fucking yelling contest with a rhino and seemingly losing. The rhino stamps his feet impatiently and stabs the air with his tusk. And he says, come on, I'm Rampy, what's your name? The name is Prince Narthal Hammerfall. He says, Prince Schmintz, you have no horn. You are worth nothing, but you can prove yourself if we charge together. Can I wrestle the rhino? <laughs> this dude is fucking owning you. <laughs> you could try. Uh, I'll be right off. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> I w- if you'd like to wrestle him, I'd like you to make an athletics check, please. Can do. Because I don't exactly want to... Kill a baby Albert. Well, you can just knock it unconscious. Yeah, but I still don't want to punch an Albert in the face. Uh, athletics, you said? Yep. Oh, thank God, that's a plus seven. That is a 19. Okay, the rhino gets 21. Oh, reach shit. forward, grabbing the rhino and attempting to. Wait, 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 wait. Yep. Can I use an inspiration point? You can. Go ahead, roll again. Okay. We could intimidate the cubs and just beat the it, parents. It's okay. it's okay. I got a 17 plus my seven. Yep, so you were fine. You wrestle the rhino, grabbing him by the horn and glaring in his face as you both try to move each other on the path, neither of you moving. Eventually, you get on top of the rhino, force him down onto the ground, and then as he lies on his side, you sit on him. He struggles beneath you, and he says, Okay, okay, you've made your point. You don't need a horn to be strong. No, I, I couldn't have told you that. If you want something to charge, we've possibly got some, some people coming up if you want to come with us. He says, Fine, but why not the owlbears? Uh, would you some something weak or something worth your time? Is it? Good point. Very well. I shall follow you, my friend, and we shall charge something and worthwhile what, together. What is your name, my majestic fellow? Rambi. Rambi. <laughs> amazing. This is fucking amazing. I am so sad that M2 had to go somewhere. <laughs> oh, what the fuck did I miss? At what the, did I miss? At the kitty missed Rambi. out. <laughs> I know, I got, I got the name, he said it before. <laughs> Quick question, um, do I have time while all of this bullshit's going on that I can do my ritual to speak with animals? Just, uh, just yes, while you can. Doing you this can. While arguing he's match? wrestling and arguing yeah. with a So while everyone else is just staring in awe of Narple just arguing and wrestling with a rhino, Bob has just gotten bored of the show and is just uh, drawing stuff in the dirt as she's like preparing this ritual spell. <laughs> um. Kitty, you should have been here Randy. ten minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, Kitty. Also welcome. 
Oh, she's oh, here. Hello, Welcome, Kitty. Kitty. Hello, Kitty. We're just we're pressing our way through the zoo. The Emerald Enclave has uh, sent you guys to uh, stop someone. Well, the Lord's Alliance wants to apprehend a thief who wants to steal the power crystal that generates the magical fields in the zoo that keep the animals in place, and they've tapped the Emerald Enclave to assist because it's a zoo. So this is a joint joint mission between the Lords Alliance and the Emerald Enclave. You've arrived at the zoo. The magical fields are all down, meaning the power crystal's been removed. Um, you're just trying to get to the visitor's center in the south, and you've already passed several normal animals. Narthal has just won an argument with a rhino. <laughs> Rambi the rhino says, Very well! I shall follow you, friend, until I can charge no more decide to go to sleep i hop on Rambi's back you hop on his back you're gonna you're gonna ride it very well i'm gonna mount him i will allow you to mount Rambi for this session or until you get to the visitor center at any rate yep and so knowing that the owl bear enclosure is just ahead a kitty link for um owl bear rodeos in milo's lucky dice Knowing that the owl bear enclosure is just ahead, you may continue on your current current path, or you may turn either to the east or to the south and continue along one of the other paths, which will bring you past either the manticore enclosure or the aquatic uh, exhibit, respectively. Uh, I've had my fun. I've, I've, I've talked to the rhino. Or, or... We, the only thing we need to do is talk to the elephants, then we're on the with whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's if we come across them, I guess. Yeah. Um, now, Ava and Bulb so, know... So, Alders, Manticores, or bloody... Yeah. But Ava and Bulb, you guys are aware, yeah. as a ranger and a druid, that um, of these creatures, chules, manticores, and owlbears... Uh, that simple druidic magic such as speak to animals and befriend animals will not work on these monstrosities. That's what shoes were. Um, okay. That's a waste of a damn ritual to bowl in. Oh, you'll probably be encountering more animals. Oh well. Just not um, these. Ten minutes. Yeah. So, the next animals that we meet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. actually. Yeah. Because you probably will meet yeah, another yeah. animal. If you switch paths, you probably will meet another animal on the way. Yeah, to... well, we're not going to the owlbears. <laughs> Alright, so you don't want the owlbears, yeah. so... Knowing uh, that yeah. the... Knowing that your alternatives mm. are the manticore enclosure and the sea monster exhibit, what would you like to do? Christ. Um, I'm voting <laughs> for the chules, because I want to know what the fuck they are. Alright. <laughs> So that's Bold my reason to head to the south. The cat, all that. Yeah, for the. Mm. Bobbit. As long as you... we don't go in like the actual tunnel part that's like near the enclosure, because I'm yeah. half expecting. Well, there's there's a tunnel as long as we that don't moves... go near like the you know, the part that's being. Yeah, there's a tunnel that moves in the water up by magic. Yeah, there, there's a tunnel that moves through the enclosure, like an aquarium tunnel. And then there's a path that just heads around the enclosure and allows you to look mm. down into the water. So that'd probably be the safer way to go. Yeah, go on the top thing, because even if we do get attacked, 
we may have advantage the first yeah. round. Alright, so <laughs> you wish, down. wish to head along yeah. the south path? Uh, yes, to the water enclosure, yes. Alright. You do not wish to face our bears, and so Narthal riding the rhino, <laughs> you verge off the western path and begin to head towards the large stadium you can see to the south, the aquatic centre. And as you walk down the southern path, you see a large structure to the south, painted with hills and sky, providing an oddly false backdrop to the realistic jungle habitat directly ahead. An elephant stands on the edge of a pool of water, splashing and playing, occasionally cooling itself with spray of water from its trunk. What do you do? Uh, does it notice us? Nope, not yet, but it will as you move busy with its own stuff? It's just standing at the edge of a pool of water, splashing and playing. You still have talk of animals up, if it's been less than ten minutes, so... Yes, I do, been. I do indeed. Talk with the elephant! I imagine it has been. Mm. Mm. Alright, Bob just, yeah, put a cup to hand her mouth and go, Hello, Mr. Elephant! The elephant, just waving at it. the elephant looks up, and you notice that even while splashing in its pond, it has its eye on you, watching you carefully. It doesn't say anything. Mm. Can I do a nature check to see um, what that reaction might mean? Ah, yes, go ahead. That's an eight. <laughs> the elephant, not straying from the pond in its enclosure, appears to be scared. It's wary. It's watching you cautiously. Not sure if you are a friend or foe. Animal in a zoo full of magical animals that oh. have now been set loose. So, yeah, yeah. That's 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 a reasonable yeah. reaction from an elephant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, do you tell Bobbit this? Because Bobbit's at this oh, yes, point yes, yes. just sort of, like waving him. at it. Yeah. Uh, maybe, child, maybe um, oh. a quieter approach and assure it that you are not any danger. Uh, okay. Will it be able to hear me from back here? Big ears, you may as well try. Yeah, it's got big ears. Mm, exactly. No, the shirt. Just, yeah. So it try, tries again a little bit quieter, less excited this time going. It's okay, we're not here to, we're not, we're not doing bad things, we're trying to fix the zoo. But you don't have to be scared of us, see, we already made friends, and just points over to the rhino. The elephant looks over at the rhino and then it raises its trunk, sprays water in your direction, a spout of water that splashes in front of the rhino. He jumps out of the way and he says, Ha! Is that a challenge? I'll let you know my horn may not be as big as yours, but I can charge just as fast. The elephant, the elephant looks up and opens its mouth and says, How rude! Well, I never! How dare you bring that buffoon into my home! Are we in the elephant exhibit now? Bobbit, sorry, Bobbit. <laughs> 
I was gonna say, Bubba, Bubba didn't know that, that you and the Rhino didn't get along. We're sorry. It's okay, just don't bring him any closer. I don't want to have to chase you all away like I've been doing all day to those bloody monkeys and bears. Uh, we found the bears and the, the uh, monkeys before. Nathal really liked like them, didn't you, Nathal? <laughs> <laughs> Narthal still with a face full of manure just growls through gritted teeth. <laughs> um, that's right, Kitty. Um, Narthal got a face full of um, monkey manure. <laughs> I got shit in yeah, the from the Technically, Vesca, both Vesca, uh, I was going to say both Vesca and Narthal popped crap in the face. for one point of damage because a monkey threw a rock at her, but aside from that, she's fine. Um, the elephant just stares at you. She yeah, lowers but Vesca her and Narthal both got the crap thrown at him. She lowers her trunk into the pond and starts to suck up and breathe in some water. She looks open, over to you and says, So long as you stay right there, I shall entertain you with a conversation. So long as you don't want to talk about anything too unsophisticated. Because an elephant never forgets? Yes. I was going to say, Bob, Bob just muttered quietly to herself, Bob is so glad she figured out what that word meant. <laughs> um, okay, Bob, it's been learning... Bob, it's been learning new stuff lately. What would you like to talk about? She says, well, first of all, I'd like to know what has befallen this place. Why, you know, I liked how the zoo was before. Everyone in their place, each to his or her own. None of this intermingling. <laughs> she visibly shudders. Somebody broke one of the things in the, in the park system, so all the animal enclosures are broken at the moment. We're trying to fix them so everything can go back to how they used to be. She says, oh, well, you want the visitor's center to the south? I've always wanted to go in there, but you know, I can't fit through the door. But I've heard humans tell there's a gift shop. And you know, an elephant never forgets. So just the one time I would have liked to have gazed upon the wonders within. But do you like Baba to bring you back something? She says, oh, don't bother yourself. One day, one day I shall find my way. For now, I think you have more pressing matters to attend to. Just uh, on your way back, do tell me if there was anything interesting inside. It will be such a, such a uh, fantastic topic among the zoo gossip mill. I'll be the talk of the, uh, well, uh, the town zoo, so to speak. can do that. We'll make, we'll make sure she checks everything that's inside. Um, what is your name, by the way? But it would be rude not to ask. My name is I... Lady <laughs> Ivory Hair. And don't Milky you forget Ivory it. Hair? I would never forget your name, which is... Bobbit's name is Bobbit. 
She says, very well, Bobbert, I've committed it to memory, and make sure you do me the same courtesy. Oh, the ivory milk, what was it? Ivory hair. <laughs> ivory hair. She lady then... ivory hair. Oh, lady ivory hair. Lady ivory hair. Lady ivory hair. Bobbert's just, like, straining to not, Bobbert is just trying absolutely, but just using like all of her inner focus to not come up with a nickname for her because she'll get upset if she does. Lady <laughs> Ivory Hair points her trunk towards the square building to the south and says, uh, Just be careful going through there, my dear Bobbit. I've seen many cows, sheep, and pigs let in there, only to never come out over the last few mm. months. If you must head through, don't yeah. take the middle path. Head around the side. I see many humans go around the side, and never before have I seen them run afoul of anything nasty. Oh, thank you, my lady. We shall do so. It was an honor to meet you. She nods. And then she says, now get that big buffoon there, she gestures towards Rambi and Nathal, out of my enclosure and move on. Rambi pounds the ground with his front foot and he says, well, huh, I don't need your stinky enclosure. Not even ground, not good enough for charging, see? <laughs> and he just ru runs ahead with Nathal astride him. So do you move on? Uh, stay on this it'll path. It'll be a long day. <laughs> Someone wants to see the gift shop now. <laughs> when, when the uh, lady Ivory Hair said go around, is that leading past the owl bear and it's leading? Yeah, she's basically pointing you towards okay. the aquatic center and telling you to take the outside path instead of going through the aquarium tunnel. Oh, yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Going through the middle. You follow yeah, the well, elephant's directions. You say a fond farewell to the elephant, then you continue down the southern path, following her directions. And as you approach the complex, you notice two signs. One reads, Now showing, shul, and bears an illustration of a creature with two massive crab-like claws standing on four hind legs. The other is painted bright red and says in large letters, Warning! For the safety of our visitors, all outside magic, including items imbued with magic, are prohibited. The aquatic stadium consists of a massive salt water tank. With the fields down, the water has exited the tank and spilled all over the path. So the tank itself is empty of water. There's a tunnel that leads right through the middle of the tank and two raised paths on either side of it that allow you to walk around and have a view down of what's inside the tank. From here, you can see inside the tank is filled with rocks and pieces of, pieces of dead wood. And you can see some movement in the tank, but as it's down below you and filled with large rocks, you can't see... You can't see any creatures within, clearly. What would you like to do? Um... 
Can we try and if, stealth pass? Even before yeah, the wall is gone. You can try to stealth past. We're not in the water, are we? No, we're no. Above the it. water, the water has spilled. Like it's literally just scattered puddles over the cobblestone. And what you described, we see that was just yeah. A quick glance. It's not us actually. Yeah, it's not actually investigating. You're not, you're not right up at the tank. You're just seeing it ahead of you at the end of the path, and you can see every now and then a little flicker, a little flicker of movement in amongst the rocks and sand down in the enclosure but you can't act you're not close enough to actually see what's in it so you can pass right through the middle of the enclosure no of course the fields are down so that might then the elephant warned you not to you can try to move along the outside using one of the upper paths maybe through stealth yeah bulb would like to try and stealth around the upper path but that being said i don't think a rhinoceros is going to be very Stealthy. Stealthy? Well, how about Narthal um, and the Rhino can head through the middle? Yes! And he can take all the heat while I just walk past and run away. Sounds good! Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> yes, Ava, you may go yep. into an aerial view if you like. So, Bobbit's going to follow the elephants as well. Ava spreads her wings and takes to the sky. I would like Ava to do a perception check, please. While Ava was doing that, I'll be right back. I'm just letting Missy in. Yep, so Ava, go ahead and do a perception check. 16, okay. You fly up in the air, Ava. You're able to get a good look at the tank from here. I'll just put you up on the side so you can get a good look. And uh, you are able to see within the tank is... One large, vaguely humanoid creature with large crab-like pincers. This must be the Chul, and it is barking orders in some incomprehensible language to five giant crabs that are scuttling throughout the dried-out tank. Um, how long has it been since I cast uh, Speak With Animals? It's now expired. Although um, there was a sign saying that uh, speak animals wouldn't be work. Problem, oh, we yeah. would be able to talk to the crabs, but not the chul. Yeah, the sign did say magic is prohibited for <coughs> visitors' safety. I want to know why. Fair deal, fair deal. Huh? Ava, do you have nature? That's have okay. Nature? I'd probably go to conversation. Do you have nature, Ava? Because you, if you like, you may attempt a nature check to see if you recall any knowledge about Chul. I learnt about Gricks. <clears throat> yes, he learnt about Gricks, so he didn't have a chance to learn about Chuls. Which we can still run into, because they went south as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. She does. She does. Okay, if you, if you want to do a nature check... Um, to, re- to see if you recall any knowledge about chules, go ahead. Because you can see you're perched up on the edge of the tank looking down into it from up in the air. So you can see what's going on beneath. 
16 again. Okay, so the Chul seems to be ordering the crabs to build something in the tank. And you notice that they're dragging bits of dead wood and rocks around. Almost as if they're attempting to fortify the inside of the tank and make some sort of fort. Uh, it's nowhere near complete. But as you watch them go about their business, the Chul, and you remember reading of Chul back in your home village during your training of becoming a ranger. And you remember that Chul are not quite sentient, but they are some of the smarter creatures that live at the sea floor, often becoming rulers of lesser creatures. And they are intensely territorial. And the thing you remember most about them, because it sort of is something you identify with, is that they love to collect magic in all of its forms and that they can innately detect magic. Ooh, so if I get too close... Oh. Whether this be spells or magic, or magic that emanates from an object that someone is holding. Yeet the wand. <laughs> Uh, Don't we need that to signal to the other people when, when we? Although, uh, did you give it back to Bob? Uh, now that you've spoken magic to back on that, I have not. Oh, you've still got it, but that, yeah. So, oh um, dear. Well, you've all got magic. You're all holding magic items, is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> unless uh, you want to drop your we've, items, we've all got magic items. Unless you drop your items, you won't be able to stealth past. No. Or that's think not of a distraction. Happen. Uh, how many magic items do we have? I think you've got at least one each. Um, if you guys would like to pass yeah, them to me temporarily, I can wild shape, sneak around as something that's stealthy. I you guys can... my armor. <laughs> oh, that's right, your armor's oh. magic. His armor's magic, both of Ava's That's okay, you're, you already said you're writing through. I was going to say, you're already, you've already said... I was going to say, he's, or Nathal's also already writing, said he's writing through the middle of this thing on a rhino, so he's not aiming for stealth, we are. Alright. So it doesn't really I'll matter if he wants to stealth. Very well. Nathal, you charge right into the center of the enclosure. I want everyone to roll for initiative, please. Yeah. That's an eight for Bulb. Eight for Bulb. That is a 21 for Nathal. Uh, 21 for Nathal. 10 for Bobbit. Uh, eight for uh, Bulb. Uh, uh. 10 for Bobbit. A wild-shaped animal would actually give off magic anyway, wouldn't it? Ah, uh, yes, it would actually. 10 for oh, Robert. And what did Ava get? 20 for Ava. Well done. And Veska gets, let's see, 17. Okay. All right. I'll grab the battle music just in case because Narthal's going to rush in. He's going to charge right oh, no, in and I, give. I thought Chul said Cthulhu. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Chul said Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah. Um, it so... kind of is like a Cthulhu esque monster, so. Daniel? Yep. Now seeing what the picture is, I remember ages ago reading it, so I don't remember any details. I'm not better gaming here. But um, aren't chills like large? So shouldn't that be like a two by two square? 
Oh, it is, but I, it, I, um, actually, yeah, two by two, um, I mean, if you're doing it as a there we go. one by one, I was just doing fine. it so that, yeah, so that it fit neatly into, but that's okay. Okay. Um, Narthal, you, well, first of all, uh, everyone, it's, so everyone's going to try to stealth while Narthal runs in. Is that what you're doing? Stealth keep an eye on Narthal, see if he needs help. All right. So Narthal, you get a surprise round. What would you like to do? Well, I'm on Bambi's back, so Bambi, yep. charge! Ah! Which one would you like to charge? Oh, Bambi. Um, we'll go for Crab Three. Crab Three. Ah! Okay. Um, so would you like to use Rambi's charge attack, or would you like to use your own attack? Um, and because you're not mounted combatant. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, get um, one. What is um? So he's got a plus seven to hit on his gore attack, and if he hits, it's two d eight plus five plus an additional two d eight for uh, charging. Yeah, let's do that. All right, so go ahead, roll, and add plus and seven. And you said plus seven. Yep. Uh, that is a nineteen. Nineteen, and that's a hit on the giant crab. So go ahead, four d eight damage. Four d eight. Oh, okay. Um. Hold on, let me just grab two other D8 from here. Uh, no, let's start. Dice, 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 dice. Oh. <coughs> Sorry. They can, they can just give me a second. I'm hurrying as fast as I can. Okay, um. So 3D8 right there, um. 10, 15, plus. It was 4D8, yeah? 4d8, yep. Uh, that's 16. 16. Points of damage, not bad. Rambi says, let's do this! And he grunts and he charges straight into the tank and bashes against the giant crab with his horn, flipping it over. It quickly flips back the right way up, but you notice parts of its outer uh, shell have been pierced by Rambi's horn. Now uh, we get... Yep. Am I able to plan a reaction? Um, well, you get a now. You now get your normal turns. That was oh, a yeah, that's surprise right. It was round. a surprise attack. So that's now you right. get your normal attack. Now you get your normal turns. So you can do whatever you want now that you would normally that's, do. You may attack right. with Rambi again, or you may attack your with your own attack. Well, or I will cast Shield of Faith on myself. Lovely as a bonus action. Okay, you still have yes, a normal so... action. So what would you like uh, to do? Shield of Faith is just plus, one AC, isn't it? Plus three AC. Okay. Oh, oh crap, I didn't take it off from last time, so I'm at 23. Okay, sure. never mind, don't have to change anything. <laughs> yeah, it's... Ah, plus two AC, plus two. sorry. Yeah. Plus two, so yeah, I'm yeah. up to 23 again. Okay, um, you still have your normal action and your move action. Yep, I will... Boo, boo, boo. Yeah, uh, I'll just um, swing with um, my normal attack. Yep, go um, ahead. Uh, 10 plus 19. 19. That's a hit. Roll for damage. Ugh, nine. Nine. Um, that's still better than nothing. You swing with your axe and you shatter the end of one of the crab's claws. Okay, it is Ava's turn. 
Ava, would oh, you by like the to... way, Ava, we're not trying to kill them. We're trying to just sub. Well, I don't know what Narthal's doing. Yeah, but well, you uh, might you uh, might have to kill some of them if you get into if you get in a bad situation. But Ava, you may you may join the fight or you may simply attempt to keep moving to the south. So if you guys can get here, I'll allow you to escape the encounter. So you want to keep moving? Okay, Ava, I'd like you to do a stealth check, please, as you fly over. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. So Ava will make a stealth check, and then the tool to 21. Okay, the tool gets advantage because it can detect magic. And the tool did not detect you. You are fine. Okay. He seems to be focused on Narthal at the moment. Hey. Okay, it is the NPC's turn. So first of all, Giant Crab 3 makes an attack against Narthal. It misses. It makes its second attack. It misses. Then, Giant Crab 2 moves up to the side of Narthal sitting in a patch of seaweed, as Giant Crab 4 moves up to the side, up to the other side, and they both make four multi- they both make two multi-attacks each with advantage as Narthal is flanked. Motherfuckers. And both of them hit once. Oh. So Narthal takes... Uh, so... Ah, uh, four points of bludgeoning damage from the first one. Mm. And eight points of bludgeoning damage from the second one. And you must now make a strength save, please. Oh no, no strength save. I say that, oh no, that's 20, a non-nat 20. Yep, so they attempt to grapple you in I their should claws not as they <laughs> strike you. And they are unable to grapple you or knock you off Ramby. Yeah, maybe don't tempt fate when there's... Six yes. enemies against you, five enemies at you against you at the moment. The other <laughs> crabs remain where they are, continuing to gather things within the tank. The troll knows you're there and takes a step forwards in front of giant crab three. Ah, this is why I had it at size one, so you could see the names on all the tokens. So yeah, moves up towards you. And you are flanked, and the Chul makes two multi-attack pincer attacks. It hits you once, and you take 16 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, Jesus Christ. And you must make a strength save, please. Oh dear. Well, it was nice uh, knowing you. Is a 15. A oh, 15. No, sorry. Yeah, 15. 15. So the Chul attempts to grapple you in his big pincers, but you just move out of the way. He then uses his other multi-attack to hit Rambi, and Rambi takes also 16. Motherfucker. You must make... Ah, no, Rambi manages to stay firm. He doesn't fall over because he passes his strength save, so he's not grappled. You remain astride him. But he's taken a nasty hit and you see him bleeding and he grunts in pain. 
Okay. <coughs> it is Veska's turn. She steps up to the very edge of the tank and she casts a ray of she casts a magic missile. One at each of the three giant crabs in front of you. And she blasts giant crab three. He flips over, burying himself in the sand and dies. The other two each take four points of damage. It is Blinky's turn. Bobbit, what would you like Blinky to do? Um, would you like to tell I'm Blinky confused. to help? Are we going with stealth? Are we going with stealth, or are we going with fighting these things? Well, you guys can escape. I'm distracting them. So you say distract, but the way things are going at the moment, it's more like you're getting your ass kicked. Hey, hey, hey! So I'm not... Shut up. Oh, fine then. Fuck you, Bobbit and Blinky. <laughs> Bobbit's just gonna tell Blinky. Bobbit's just gonna tell Blinky that you're coming, coming with Bobbit, and we're gonna just leave. Yep. Okay. So Blinky will use his turn to move five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. I was gonna say, 30. can Bobbit just carry? Can Bobbit just carry Blinky with with oh, her? Oh, you'd or? like to do that? Sure. Okay. Well. Yeah. Uh, so just to Blinky... try and make it a little bit easier for both of us to sneak out. Reduced movement speed then, because how how heavy is Blinky? Oh, he's really Blinky. tiny. Blinky so can float. So he's um, Blinky is like a grapefruit and he levitates. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay, it's just he's the size of a grapefruit and he floats. So mm -hmm. Blinky... Oh, he's actually that small. Yeah. So oh, Blinky, okay. knowing yeah. he's not moving, is going to make an eye ray attack. So I'd like Bobbit to please roll for that. Okay, so am I rolling to hit or just rolling to see what we just get? Just rolling to see what he gets. Uh, that's a two and a one, sir. Two and a one. Okay, let's have a look at what Blinky gets there. Uh, it to me that I should have probably had that. Oh, up. I've got his stat. I'm just bringing his um stats up. So a one and a two. So that is dazing ray and fear ray. Okay, he shoots a dazing ray at giant crab uh, number two, who passes. He shoots a fear ray at giant crab four, who fails. And then immediately scuttles over to the east, out of sight of Blinky. Okay, it is now uh, Bobbit's turn. So Bobbit is just gonna try and quietly sneak around. Um, I have no idea what the bleed points thing is. Maybe around this side. All right. So just while everything's happening over there. Five. Two. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, bringing Blinky with you. So yeah, probably just, yeah, probably just scooped up Blinky and just start quietly making her way around it. Actually, if I'm not attacking this turn, can I do like, can I do like the full like dash movement, but quietly? Oh, dash, like, all right, I... yep. 5, 10, 15, Yeah, but just scoops up Blinky going, 30, oh, Nathal says he's got this, he's got this, sneak so time. Dash <laughs> along the side of the tank, I would like you to please make a Stealth check. Uh, that's a 16. 16, okay. The tool is going to try to detect magic. And he detects you. He knows you're Ooh. there. And Eight. as a free movement, he begins to move. Five. He, begin, he uses his entire movement to move in your direction. So five. Eight. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Okay, Bulb, your turn. 
something goes like as it gets to her um yep. yeah i'm just gonna sneak to what is it, uh, around here somewhere yep and yeah, 30 yep yep um and yep. if the child comes out there to bob it would i be able to see it from where i'm standing yes you would okay well then i'll stay there and a stealth check uh, no, your, a stealth check is only required if you pass here. Okay, well, I will stay there, and I guess I will ready an action. Yep. <laughs> um, can I use an attacking spell as a reaction? If it's not produced flame? Ah, uh, yes, you can. Yeah, I would like to use ice knife as a reaction if the chell gets. comes out? Yeah, if it gets to within 10 feet of Bobbit. Very well. If it comes out so, and goes to the. Yeah, so if it gets Bobbit, to like. Yeah, yep. I would like to throw. Alright. Narthal, your turn. Alright, I would like to use my. um... Uh, Cast a spell, the armor of Agathus. Yep, lovely armor wait, of Agathus. Wait, yeah. you get that? I thought that was a warlock only thing. Ah, uh, oh, Con yeah, conquest paladins get it. Um. Oh. Um. Okay, so, so five yep. temporary hit points and yep. And if a creature, creature hits you, it takes now. five cold damage. Lovely. And so. it lasts for an hour. It does. So that's your so, action. So you're just gonna so just... hold the line. Lovely. Oh no no no! I'm gonna attack as well. Um, that was armor of Agathus was your action. Yeah, it's I not it was a just cut. No, no, it's not a bonus action. It's casting time. It's one action. Mm -hmm. Oh shit! Yep. Well, then I'll use the bonus action then. Um. Uh, um. What? Uh, is it uh kill wounds a bonus action? No, mm, no, no, that's no, also no, one no. action. Healing word is the bonus action. Yeah, healing word's that's a bonus right, action. Do you so have healing right, word? No, I don't. I just have. Ah. Wait, well, wait, 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 a healing touch. Healing touch. Would you like, you can lay on hands to heal yourself. Lay on hands, that's like. it, lay on that hands. That can be done as a bonus action. Yes, I'd, I'd like okay. to touch myself. Yep, <laughs> and you may heal your paladin level times five in hit points. Okay, uh, do I need a roll for it? Ah, uh, no. no, you just choose how many hit points you want to heal. That's how many you have in your pool, and you just choose how many you want to spend. How many hit? Uh, oh, my hit dice. Uh, your paladin level times five, so it would be 20, 20 HP. So you have 20 HP in your pool, and you could choose how many you want to spend each time oh, you lay on hands. So I could pretty much just um, go max health now, right now, yeah. if I wanted. Yeah. I don't want think I will do that. So Plus, how many will you spend? I'll spend all, all, all my um, points for land yep. hands. Okay, so now you have zero left until your next long rest, so you're back to full health. You're just going to stay here yep. with your armor of Vagathus and hold yep. the line. Ava, your turn. Ava should have been moved further. Yeah, um, well, I moved her 30. What's her flying speed? 50. Ah, so yeah. So here. There we go. What would Ava like to do now? Uh... 
Um, I don't want Bobbit to die. I've got Bobbit. To be fair, Bobbit is just planning on sprinting away from this thing. Yeah. Just a sec. Where is the pointer thing? Uh, it's uh, on, on the right. On the right next the... to the tokens. It's the second from bottom. This thing? The pointer tool. Yeah, that's it. Yes. No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. So what would you like to do? Um, I want to move along the edge. Yep. Flying um, or running? Flying. Yep. Towards the south so you can escape or towards Bobbit? Uh, towards Bobbit. Alright, so... So sort of skirting around. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. So the tool will now attempt to detect you. And he detects you, he knows you're there, but he's choosing not to move towards you. And he barks out one of his orders in his language to inform the crabs of your location. Do I recognise that language? Is it Choltian? No, it's not Choltian. It's just a, it's like some weird ocean language. Just Very sounds up, like clicking and death. bubbling. So, would you like to take an action? Would you like to cast a spell or attack anything. The crabs and the tool all know you're here now. No. Alright. I will ready in action to... Yep, what would you uh, like to do? To smack a bitch if they... If they come close. Yep, with your sword or with your bow. Oh. With my bow and the arrows of... Ah, walloping, yes. Alright. <laughs> so it is the N NPC's turn. Giant crab number one begins to scuttle towards Ava. As it does, she uses her reaction to fire at it. You may go ahead and fire with your arrows of walloping at this giant crab. Alright. Um. D8. Well, D20 to see if you hit it first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm smart. I got 16. 16, that's a hit. Roll your damage now. Uh, 6. Okay, the giant crab must now make a strength save. He fails, and your arrow blasts him, knocking him prone. As he lies on his back, he flails his pincers around blindly, attempting a multi-attack with disadvantage. And he rolls and unfortunately is unable to hit you with either of his multi-attacks. Giant crab number four is scared, so it jumps out of the enclosure and hides behind the fence, so it can't see Blinky. Giant Crab number 5 moves up to Narthal, and then it makes two multi-attacks with advantage. 
It nat 20s on one and misses with the other. You motherfucker. Narthal, you take 18 points of bludgeoning damage and you must make a strength save. Uh, now these crabs ain't messing around. Uh, that is an 18. 18. It tries to grab you in its pincers, but you break free. The other crab makes two multi-attacks with advantage against Rambi, and hits with both. Motherfucker! Rambi takes 13 points of damage, he must make a strength save. Rambi fails, and he is grappled, and Narthal, you are thrown off him five feet away, and you take one point of damage as you fall off Rambi. And I'm just gonna put Rambi. I'm just gonna put Rambi on the map here, so you know that this is where he is. <laughs> and okay. Oh, oh, um. Yep. Cra the crab has to take five cold damage. It does. The crab does take five cold damage from it from you, and it doesn't seem to like <laughs> this. You find it. It's going, <laughs> trying its hardest to crawl away from you. Veska notices this and she fires a ray of frost at it, hitting it for eight damage. Little icicles begin to drip off its carapace. The chul comes out and rushes towards Bobbit. Bold, oh no. you may make your ranged <laughs> spell attack on it. Knife will not hit Bobbit. Yep, it's it's coming here. As it comes here, you may make your ranged spell attack. As it comes out of the enclosure uh, and runs towards Bobbit. What's my new spell attack bonus? It is plus six, that's a 19. 19, that is a hit on the jewel. Go ahead and roll no, your damage. I'm oh, just gonna get knife, ice knife up again because I accidentally closed it while I was looking up something else. Uh, okay, so that is 1d10 piercing damage for the initial yep. hit. The ice uh, knife. Is a ten? You fling the ice knife through the air, and as the as the tool comes running towards Bobbit, it hits it right under its neck, embedding into the carapace. This is a uh, that was piercing damage. It's not ice. Yep, it's just piercing. Um, yeah, not cold. Sorry. And then it takes. So that was ten. Yep. And then two d six of cold damage. Ooh. Okay. So go ahead and roll yeah. that is nine. Nine. You hear it grunt as the ice knife beds deeper into the carapace, but it continues oh, running. Oh, sorry. Yep. It needed to make a dexterity saving throw. I didn't know if you did that or not. Ah, yep. Um, what's the DC? Uh, my new DC is 14. Okay. Uh, and that's a three. So what happens? <laughs> no, so yeah, it takes the full damage, not half yep, damage. Yep, it takes the full damage. Okay. It continues running towards Bobbit. Makes two multi-attacks with its pincers. The first one is a 15, so it's a miss. The second one is a... The second one is a nat 20. And, oh, Remy. Remy, I'll, I just I figured something else that you could do next time. Did you know you can actually roll in the 5e tools um, DM screen? You just click on the attack and it will roll it for you. That's what I'm really? doing. Yeah, and the damage oh, as well. Oh, going to hurt. Shift to roll yeah, a critical. 
Uh, you take eight. You oh wait, you take uh, thirty-six points of bludgeoning oh damage because he God. rolled his maximum. He rolled his maximum on that. I just had to work out what it was. Doubled. Oh. And you must make a hit. Yeah, thirty-six, and you must make a strength save, please. It's an eight for strength. It grapples oh, no. you in its large claw, and as it lifts you up, a small tentacle shoots out from underneath its fleshy arm, striking you and poisoning you. You are now poisoned for one minute. Oh. You must oh. make a D. You must make a DC thirteen Constitution save, please. Oh dear. Oh, yeah, it's poison, is it? Yeah. So is it constitution? Yep. Uh, what we got? Oh dear, that's... Oh, that's only an 11. Okay. As the poison is injected from the tentacle into your body, you are paralyzed. And the chul just tosses you down onto the cobblestone. You're paralyzed for one minute or until you can pass the saving throw. Okay, it is now uh, Bobbit's turn. Bobbit, make a constitution save. Uh, no, fail. Fail, okay, you are still paralyzed. Bulb, your turn. Wait, didn't Blinky, wasn't Blinky supposed to get a turn oh, yeah, at some Blinky point? Blinky gets a turn and Blinky fires his eye rays. Please, please roll for them, Bobbit. <laughs> Protect me, Blinky! Two and one and a two. One and a two, okay, so dazing and fear. And the chul is charmed. But it, oh. it passes the fear oh. ray, but it succumbs to dazing ray. And it been really useful like about two seconds ago. Yep. Because it would have had disadvantage on its bloody attack rolls. Bulb, it is your turn. Oh, well. So this creature is not currently holding. It's not. It, as soon as it paralyzed uh, Bobbit, it threw it, then discarded her on the ground. Okay. Um. I am going to cast a moon beam. Yep. But as I'm casting it, I'm talking in primordial. Ooh, okay. Yep. Do you understand me? Let me check. The chul... The chul just roars and brandishes its pincers. It cannot comprehend what you were saying. Right, okay, I'll cast Moonbeam at it then. Yep, go ahead. Uh, so it needs to make a constitution saving throw? Yep. We shall roll that now. It rolled a 15. Uh, my DC is 14, I believe, so it's oh. saved, but uh, it takes half damage, so yep. that's 2d10s. Please roll max, please roll max. That's 8 altogether, so that's 4 radiant damage. 4 radiant damage. Not bad, not bad. Okay. And then... As a bonus action, 
I would like to cast Healing Word. Yep. On Bobbit, as at a first level. Um, healing Word is one d four plus my spellcasting ability modifier. So that is. Uh, ooh, you got lucky. That is eight health. Lovely. Hey. And that's all my turns. Okay, uh, all is, my actions. It is Narthal's turn again. What would you like to do, Narthal? Whale on Crab Five. I've crab Five. Cold damage. Yep. Go ahead. Roll to hit him. Fuck you, Crab. Nat twenty. Ooh. Fuck you. Roll and double. Ah, uh, four and six. Oh, plus. It's my strength modifier again, plus four. No, that's the wrong one, that's the wrong one. Uh, 12 plus 5, so. Uh, 18 plus 18. 36. 36. <clears throat> you swing your axe, and with a sickening crunch, you turn this crab into seafood. And now I get another attack. Yes, you do, because I, you're great weapon net. master. So go, and you also killed, so you actually get two more Is attacks. What? Does it work like that? Yeah, it says you get an extra attack every time you're attacked by the crits, or make, or reduces an enemy to zero HP, so... It says or, then it's only uh, one. Yeah, okay, so you, yeah, get, you only yeah, get one. I was one. gonna yeah. say, that would Sorry, be a little yeah. too OP. So go yeah. ahead and attack giant crab number two. Alright, that is a non-nat 20. That's a hit. Roll for damage. Uh, God damn it. Mess not working. Uh, six, six. What's your roll? 17. 17, a good hit. And at the end of your turn, Ramby uses half his movement to stop being prone, and then he uses a gore attack on giant crab number two. And he rolls a 20, he, wait, he rolls a 21 to hit and then deals 21 points of damage. Oh. Wow. Crushing giant crab two under his feet, trampling its carcass into the dirt. Good job, buddy. Okay, it is Ava's turn. I was having a disaster. Is is my mic and everything working? It's working. Yes. Okay. yes. <laughs> That's good. Um. Uh, do I need to engage with this? You don't need peasant? to engage with this crab. No, you can attempt to move past it and go help Bobbit if you want. Yeah, I prefer to do that. You could use a bonus action to cast Zephyr Strike. That's true. I'll do that. Alright, so you cast <laughs> Zephyr Strike, move away from Giant Crab 1, he flails at you with his claws, but they reach only I'm just air. imagining, like, like, uh, Kingla. Yeah, going... With the, with the bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> and then you fly over to the Chul, flanking... Well, actually, it's not flanking, because Bobbit's paralysed, so... But you may attack it normally, go ahead. Can I just pick up Bobbit and fly away? <laughs> oh, would you like to do that? You, you can if you if want. If I can. Yeah. You lift Bobbit and Blinky up. It's, and not like I'm gonna, it's not like I'm in a position to resist here. 
And where would you like to take <laughs> Please me? take me away from this bad place. Um, what's the movement speed of the... Well, Zephyr Strike doubles your speed, doesn't it? Yeah, I meant of the Chul. Of the Chul? The Chul has a movement chul. speed of 30. Um, I want to go far away enough. <laughs> Can't go near. Like grab Bob and just head for the south for guts. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, pretty much. Grab for the Bob exit. It, then you go. Five, He's ten, like grab Bob and all you hear from Bob is just this. You are all here now. Okay. Would you We're like blinking, to? Yeah. Would you like to make an attack <laughs> action yeah. to fire your arrow at the tool? No. <laughs> Don't want to attract it to you. That's fine. Okay, it is. It is the NPC's <laughs> turn. The tool rushes towards Just... Bowl. It, oh, no. oh, no. it has to make a Constitution save because it started its turn yep. in the Moonbeam. And it rolled a nineteen, so it takes half. Oh, oh so half. Okay, so I'm rolling again. Like anime uh, style, it's just like better. firing this beam at it, and it's just it's just tanking it and just marching towards you, just by you firing <laughs> yep, this thing running at it. towards Bulb. Was Where are uh, your 13, so that... wings, Bulb? <laughs> that's, I have to be very precise when I use them. Um, so that was a 13, so that's 6 damage. 13, okay. It's looking quite hurt, but it's still barreling towards you as fast as it can, just babbling <laughs> as it runs towards you. It makes two multi-attacks. The first one rolls a 19, so it hits you. The second one uh. is a nat 20. No, 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 no. So, so first... I'm using 5e to fucking roll. <laughs> so, Bulb, I would like you to roll a d100, please, to see if your amulet of armor breaks. <gasps> Oh no! Oh. This is all bad because I barely survived that and I'm pretty sure I had more health than he does. Am I gonna have to go pick up Bulb too? <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, 96, your amulet does not break. It is fine. Okay. <laughs> so the first attack deals. Uh, nine, Please do less than me. Please nine points of bludgeoning damage to you. That's the non-crit. That's the non-crit. And you must oh, make a strength God. save. Oh, yeah, yeah. You must, oh, guys. You must uh, make uh, a strength uh, save. Ten. Ten, okay. So you are now grappled. The damage from the second attack comes in. And it is One. 18 points of bludgeoning damage. Off your luck. It grapples you. Remind me again why we came this way. And the tentacle comes out, embedding itself in your flesh. Make a con save, please. I say to think this is considered like well, the, the, the other lesser was, of the uh, three choices. The, yeah, the, uh, we uh, we could have gone with the basilisk. No, we couldn't. I think it killed all of us. Was it the basilisk or the medical? What was the mantle? The basilisks were, out there. were were out there in that general area. Yeah. Um. That was so yeah. Thing. All of that's bad. Yep. Oh, so you are bad. now paralyzed <laughs> for one minute. The fool lets you go and just tosses you carelessly onto the cobblestone like a toy. Oh. Uh, 
theme is concentration, and that definitely would have. Fu- yeah. Uh, what What were the rolls? Uh that he rolled to uh of the damage. So the yeah. first one was. So what would the concentrations be? So the nine. So that would just be ten, and then the second yep. one would be. So they'd both be ten. Oh yeah, one was a fucking that one. So yeah, I would have saved the second time, but the first one I failed. Yep. So Moonbeam just yep. sputters out. Veska shouts out, "Bulb!" and she runs over and standing right here, she casts <clears throat> Thunderwave, so it will only hit the chul. Hey. Using her last level two spell slot, although she will get another one when she has a short rest. Um, she blasts out a wave of thunderous energy. The Chul makes a deck save. He fails, and he takes 12 points of damage. Giant crab number one moves up to Rambi the Rhino and makes a multi-attack. He hits with both and grabs Rambi's neck in his claw and presses Crunching no. down, 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 and then you hear a spinning snap. Oh, Rambi's head is ripped off. Oh, great. Now we're going to, on top of the seafood, now we're going to have to explain how the rhino got into the bloody Giant aquarium and died. Four, no longer being able to see uh, Blinky, rushes up towards Narthal and makes a multi attack. Only one of them hits. And that is for Narthal three points of bludgeoning damage. And Narthal, you must make a strength save to avoid being grappled. Uh, that is a... 18. 18. Yep, you're fine. It is now Bobbit's turn. Oh, Bobbit. oh um, he has to take five points of damage. Oh yeah, damage. he takes five points of cold damage. Lovely. Wait, no, 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 if you... Have you already, have you already taken damage from the um, armor already? Uh, the spell lasts for an hour. Yes, but... It'll also once the temporary hit point lasts for an hour until the temporary hit points are gone. Yeah, so if you've he, already used it, no, well, he it's already knocked it off and it should he, be gone. He didn't actually lose the. Uh, he didn't actually lose the uh, temporary hit points yet. Uh, uh, oh, because he still has the. Yeah. So he. Okay. Yeah, they take cold. Fair enough. Well, it should it, probably it be gone now. But that's five. He only has five. It doesn't say anything about losing it. Yeah. Well, it. But it would own. Actually, uh, let me check. I'm, I'll have to check into that. Yeah, I'll check into that later. I'll check into that later. We'll just say for the moment it is still in effect. Okay, because he still has the temporary hit points anyway. He's got like one left. Um, it is now Bobbit's turn. Bobbit, you may make a Constitution save. Okay, Bobbit, come on, give me something nice to look at. No, that's a three. Okay. You're still build, still paralyzed in Ava's clutches with the limp noodle. However, it is still Blinky can still move, so Blinky moves up and he makes an eye ray attack against the tool. Go ahead and roll for him. <sighs> Blinky, why? Two and a three. Because Blinky wants to save me. So the does. fear ray and a frost ray. Okay, the fear ray did not work. <laughs> But the Frost Ray, he failed his save and took 10 points of cold damage. Good job, Blinky. The tool is looking quite beaten up now. It is Bulb's turn. Bulb, you must make a constitution save. That 
is an 11. 11. Uh, you recover from your paralysis, and you may take your turn. Okay. Wasn't expecting to take my turn. Uh, whack it with my quarter staff, and then use a bonus action to disengage and run like a bitch. Alright, go ahead, <laughs> roll to hit. Uh, that is 11 plus 4, so that's uh, 15. 15. That is unfortunately not a hit as your okay. staff glances off its carapace. You will now disengage. Well, disengage to here and then bitch out. Yep, as fast as you can go. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Uh, no, I only have 30. Yep. Okay. It's Narthal's turn. <coughs> You're right, Dale? Yeah, I'm alright. Just got a bit of a cough today. Um, I'll be right back. I'm getting a drink. Yep. I will wail on crab number four. Crab number four. Go ahead, roll to hit. Uh, plus nine. 21. 21. That's a hit. Roll for damage. 15. 15. Smash! You break one of his pincers. He rears away. <laughs> Burying him, trying to hide in amongst the sand. It is Ava's turn. Ava is going to take Bobbit To the escape point? To the escape point. <laughs> Alright. So Ava and Bobbit yeah, It's very quiet. You escape from the encounter. Uh, I'm guessing Blinky's going to bob... Oh, Blinky's going to be behind yep. me after this. That Blinky's heading off to... <sighs> it is now Veska's... It is now Veska's turn first. Actually, it's the tool's turn first. It walks up to Veska and hits her with I both... I like it would be Veska's turn because... She oh, yeah, she knows it's there. Guess. Yeah. Uh, she's going to attempt to hit it with a... Uh, actually, she's going to cast Minor Illusion and okay. create an illusion of Ava flying in the enclosure. And the tool is going to attempt an intelligence check to see if it's to determine if it's fate, which he failed. So he runs away from Veska and goes into the enclosure. It is Bulb's turn. Uh, he's just going to drink. Yep, that's right. Yeah, he doesn't. Have uh, I hope everyone's enough. having fun today. You yep. saved Bobbit. You saved Bobbit. <laughs> and Blinky. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay! Why do you sound so sad? Bobbit's <laughs> still paralyzed and just can't do anything. And while, so while we're waiting for Bulb, uh, giant crab, while, while we're waiting for Bulb, giant crab one moves in, flanking Narthal, and then both it and giant crab four make two multi attacks each with advantage, and the only one that hits is from giant crab four, and it's a nat twenty. You fucking bitch. So Bulb, you take, uh, sorry, um, Narthal, you take eighteen points of bludgeoning damage. You must make a strength save. Okay. Also, Bulb is back. Yep. It's about oh, to be. How much lift, Narthal? 
Yeah. Uh, 18 points, and you may make a strength oh. save. The DC is 12 to avoid being grappled by the crabs. Uh, do you see that is another 15? Yep, you are fine. They have not been able to grapple. And that, that was the last um, temporary hit, hit point. Does he still yep. take cold he damage? He still takes cold damage, and then the armor wears off. So, yep. So all together, including all together, once the temporary hit points out of the way, that's seventeen points. You're down. So it's now Bulb's turn. Still not back. I thought he was back. <laughs> no, I'm back. Oh, no. oh he's back. Bulb, your well, turn. You see, he came back. Yeah, yeah I'm just turn. Run. Trying to think. Yeah. I'm just trying to think if I need to heal myself before I run, because I don't know if these are going to come at me, but movement speed, well, they shouldn't be able to. I'll go looking, over here. He's looking quite beaten up, I must say. He does? Yeah, the tool is. He's looking quite hurt. And he's distracted. Yeah, he's distracted by Veska's minor image, at least for another turn. Okay. What level 1 spells do I have that might hurt him a bit more nothing really because you said animal friendship doesn't work on yeah him, no because he's a monstrosity well he's an aberration yeah. so yeah actually no he's already distracted for one more turn i'm going to run uh 5 10 15 20 25 30 35 40 45 50 55 60 i'm going to run to here using my bonus action yep um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm not gonna use yep. anything for my action, I'm just gonna stay there. You sprint around the enclosure, pressing up against the wall, hiding from the tool. <laughs> it is Narthal's turn. Ah, uh, should really spend my action healing. Well, that's, that's a bit unfortunate. Um, I'll have to cast Cure Wounds myself. Alright. Um, and then sure. I, I would, I would suggest that you should disengage and run the fuck away. Uh, what do I roll for cure wounds? Uh, cure wounds is let me check. Cure wounds. It is a one d eight plus your wisdom mod. Well, plus your charisma mod because you're a paladin. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, charisma mod. So it's going to be one d eight plus your charisma. Uh, nine. Nine. Better than nothing. And then... 19... No. Crap. 9 plus 5 up to 14. And then you use your bonus action to disengage? No. Oh, okay. Sure you're just going to stay here and let the crabs try to hit you? Yep. Alright. It really? is the crabs' turn. They all, they all make multi-attacks with disadvantage. With advantage, one of them hits, and you take uh, three points of bludgeoning damage, and you must make a strength save. Uh, it's uh, 21. 21. <clears throat> You've, you're fine. It tries to grab you with its smashed pizza, but it can't reach you. Veska moves up to the side of the enclosure. And she casts Ray of Frost on the tool. She hits. She hits him for six points of damage, reducing his movement speed. 
The Chul yeah. makes an attempt to see through the Minor Illusion, which it passes this time. And then it slowly tries to make its way towards Nartal, but it doesn't have enough movement speed as it slowly walks, icicles dripping off its carapace. Bulb, your turn. Would like to... Oh, is he? Stop it. Um, I would like to use my bonus action to dash. How many hit points are you on, Nathal? Uh, 13? You will get a short rest Eight. after this fight. No, yeah. 11. You will get a 11. short rest after this fight before uh, the next session. Yeah, but I'm trying to get him to survive the fight. Yeah. Um... <laughs> He doesn't want to just leave. Well, you do. You do know that the you do know that the Chul seems to be the leader of these cramps. So, uh, is the the Chul now no longer the Chul is no longer distracted? Is it? It's no, after Narthal. It's after Narthal now. It just it can't move very far because Veska's ray of frost has slowed it down. I'm gonna run to here. Yep. Use my action to cast dissonant whispers. Yep. Which I, I get because of my new feature. Um, when it loads... Uh, da, 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 da. You whisper yep. a discordant melody that only a creature of your choice within range can hear, wrecking it with terrible pain. Time. Is it within 60 feet of me? It sure is. 60, yes. Um, it must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it takes 3d6 psychic damage. Oof. And must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed will allow away from me. Which Ooh, puts yes. Veska in a bit of trouble, but... but... Oh, pardon me. So the tool uh, is making his point. wisdom Probably save. Has ways to get he out. only rolled a 10 on his wisdom save. So, yes. okay, that's 3D thick. Oh, yep. Bless you. Sorry. Bless you, kitty. Uh, that was a decent roll. Yeah. It's a 11. Damage. Okay. 11. Okay, I do, and I do as... have to laugh. Just, oh, yep. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, say like distant whispers and just the description of the spell. All I've got in my head is bleak, careless whisper by wham. Whistling and all of us thinking here is just. As the distant whispers emanate from Bulb and fill the enclosure, the tool is blasted with psychic energy. It raises its pincers to what would be its ears on the sides of its heads and begins shrieking. <laughs> and then it falls over backwards, dead. Yay! Noticing that their leader has died, the two giant crabs that are left freak out and begin to dart away Rocket from Narthal. Uh, Narthal, would you like to let them submit or would you like to get an attack of opportunity on one of them and try to just crush one of them? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna smoke crab four into the ground. Alright, crab number um, one buries himself in the sand, but crab four, you try to hit him I'm as he scurries away. I'm gonna use my uh, benefit of Great Weapon Master. Yep. Uh, suffer a penalty of minus five to attack roll, if it hits, add ten damage. Yes, so go ahead and roll the hit. Alright, so I'll be only wrong with a plus four now. And that is... 15. 15! That's a hit! Roll for damage! Hey. 
Overkill. Stop it. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. And as the crab desperately tries to scurry away, you bring down your axe and with a crush, reduce him to seafood, just like the others. I'd like to say it's a shame Ava has already left the area. So I was going to say that uh, Jewel probably is considered very rare amongst like uh, hunters and whatnot. Be really gonna easy say, to can I use non-lethal damage part. on it? Uh, uh, well, not with your not with your spell. Spells no. can't do non-lethal spells, damage. Is, is Rambi like fully decapitated? Or yeah, he, like, it it ripped oh, his head half off his oh, body. Motherfucker. Yeah, he's and dead. So, dead, dead. combat is Bob, over. You Bob would to like to check the corpse of the chill. Might oh, as well. Want, waste not, want not. Yeah, I was yep. going to do the same Might as well. I think well, it's going like, to be worth a bit. I'd like Bulb to make a nature check, please. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the stadium wall, yeah, while the uh, winning music here, victory music playing, just get Bobber going. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, that is a non-natural 20. Non-natural 20? Okay, so most of its carapace is damaged, and as the tool is dead, it's actually starting to decompose before your eyes. But its tentacles are intact, and with them, the poison. And so, if you were to collect this, it would give advantage to Ava next time she attempts to make a poison. Do I make poisons? I do. Make poison? No, wait, does it even make poisons? Well, you can with your herbalism kit. It can make basic poisons. Ah. Yeah. I have herbalism, I have herbalism as well, so I'll yeah. never take it. Or you could sell it. It's entirely up to you, but... Yeah, yeah. I'll probably make poisons. Worth a pretty penny. You Definitely be worth a pretty penny. Yeah. You extract the, t <laughs> the tentacle of paralyzing poison and actually make a herbalism kit check right now, please. Uh, too bad we uh, fucked up the Zooey, so bit. Uh, yeah, what Ava do I add to a herbalism kit? Just the uh, plus just two? Your, just your proficiency, yeah. Ava can assist uh, you, you can do it with advantage. Oh, Because uh, I assume, Ava, you'd want to assist him with it. Well, everyone's dead now, so it's fine. I'll come back in. Yeah. <laughs> Bo's just going to keep lying on the floor until I comes I was just back. trying to save the small child. <laughs> okay. And Bob thanks you. I'm still unconscious, just lying on the granddad's side. Okay. By now. You managed to you managed to refine the tool's venom down into a vial of poison. Oh, no, I want to keep the tentacle. Oh, yeah, you, you can keep the... Oh, so you don't want to extract the poison? No, I want the tentacle. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, don't worry Sorry. about the herbalism. <laughs> Why do you want the tentacle? Because well, Bob has plans. I assumed, yeah, yeah, I assumed you wanted to extract the paralyzing poison, so... No, sorry, I'll, I'll, right, I'll no, that's keep fine. a you dual keep the tentacle, tentacle for now, sorry. Okay, with that... Um, having hey, uh, What, what yep. were the crabs gathering... Uh, they were just gathering all yeah. the furniture. Basically, you've determined that with the water having suddenly drained out of the tank when the wards went down, that the tool essentially knew it, it, it 
was trying to protect itself from other animals, and so it was ordering the crabs to gather bits of wood and rocks and basically build walls around the tank with it. It wasn't even doing anything wrong. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say if it hadn't attacked us, it would have been fine. Yeah, but it did attack. It didn't attack us. Well, I mean, if Nalthal hadn't run into the middle of it... Yeah, you probably would have been fine. And so... Um, Can I harvest the crab... um... Carapaces? Yeah. I'd like you to make. the chitin. I'd like you to make a dexterity check, please. See how much of it you can extract. That's in that twenty. Okay, you may obtain one d six pieces of crab uh, crab carapace. Oh, only three. Oh well, one from each crab. That well, yeah, well, one crab got away. That's fine. So you can either sell those, or they can be applied as an upgrade to something later. But for now... Uh, how do you spell carapace? Uh, C-A-R-A-P-A-C-E. So cara Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Now can I the... just eat some crab meat? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, Ava just takes the cra- crab meat, and Ava, you may recover <laughs> one yes. HP for eating the crab meat. Don't get some crab dinner. Thanks. Yeah. How much HP did you say I lost earlier? Because uh, I didn't what, lose anything. One from being hit by a rock, so that's fine. Okay, so, so I'm back at full. Yep. <laughs> so, um, with that, we've come to the end of today's session. As you have made your way fully into the zoo, got through <laughs> all of the animal enclosures, only provoking one fight and managing to get through with a minimum of casualties on the part of the zoo's animals. And as you see the large triangular shaped building that is the visitor's center looming before you, pressed up against the southern wall of the zoo, you have a feeling that the mission given to you by the Lord's Alliance and the Emerald Enclave has only just begun. You may have a short. <laughs> you may have a short rest. I love that. I'm going to need it to yep. get back almost all of my health. You may have a short rest, and next week we will venture into the zoo visitor center, which is a mini little dungeon. Lovely. <laughs> uh, Fifteen. Beats. Do we want to say goodbye to the chat before we start? Just probably, probably, yeah. probably, yeah. yes. probably yes. Thank yeah, you. Probably Sorry, good, yeah. I'm not with it today. I'm coming down with a cough or something. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Hey, welcome to my world. Um, thank you everyone for joining us here in chat. I my original anticipation was that this zoo mission would be done in one session, but I did not account really? for all the role playing that would be done with talking to the animals. <laughs> so hey, it is, yeah, so it is perfectly fine. Plus, we did have all the downtime stuff from last week to get through. So next week we will press on into the visitor center and see if our heroes can restore the magical wards of the zoo. And so, Bye, everybody. with that, Bye. we thank you for joining us today, and we hope you'll join us again next week for the next exciting adventure. Goodbye, we also would like, Yep, go ahead, Liam. We Leanne. also would like to thank Kitty to being um, our Patreon supporter. Our yes, so far, thank you, as Kitty. As further rewards at the end of every episode, we are thanking each Patreon yes. supporter. Yes, so we do oh, have to thank Oh, that's awkward. 
Thank you, Kitty. Thank you, Kitty. But no, thank you, Kitty, for once. That's awesome. Thank you, Kitty, for coming and joining in for the last bit of the session, even though she wasn't feeling quite up to it today. And a big thank you to M1 for joining. Yeah. As always. But we hope to see you all next week for the next adventure. Until then, uh, don't feed the animals. Bye-bye, <laughs> everyone. Fuck the animals.